This is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Call us at 913-576-7610 or tweet us at 610 Sports KC using hashtag AP610. Here's Mike Wicket and editor-in-chief at ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It's a final from Oakland, just the way we all drew it up. 40 to 33. The Chiefs go on the road and beat the Oakland Raiders. The former Chief linebacker, Sean Barber, in studio with us. Your reaction to this one? Little different than we all drew it up, right? 576 7610. Or you can text us to 69306. Pete Sweeney, uh, a little closer than the experts thought. Yes, I had 49 to 21. No, I said the experts. In this one? Yes, I had 49 to 21 in this, in this one. Uh, yeah, way closer than I think, <laughs> way closer than I think any Chiefs fan was comfortable with. And the recurring theme, I think, of this game, as you, as you break it down and as you begin to look back at it, is the Chiefs' offense was out of sync. Tyreek Hill had a number of dropped passes. Mahomes didn't seem in sync with receivers. He was getting taken down probably a little bit harder than Chiefs fans would be happy to, to see. Yet here you look at the final score, and on a bad day for the offense, legit, and we'll get into the defense because it was ugly on that side as well, but on a bad day for the offense, 40 points. Sean Barber, are you happy with – I mean, it's a win. I know as a chief, a guy who played, a guy who's close to the organization, you're going to say a win is a win. But 40-33, any worries? You know, it's it's always a close game versus the Raiders. Hashtag Raiders week is over. (laughs) Just as seven days ago, it was Raiders week had begun now. Officially, Raiders week is over. You can turn the page. You don't have to change all the letters either, Pete, because you just it says Raiders week. Now it's Ravens week. You just yeah. you just change a few letters and you're good to go. You yeah. can save some money at Michael's. Is right. what you're saying. <laughs> it's Christmas time, man. You got to save as much as you can. Again, it comes down to penalties. We said before, right? Penalties and turnovers. Um, who's going to take care of the ball? Both teams are a little bit sloppy with it at times, but obviously the Raiders turned it over a lot more than the Chiefs did. Um, and those all led to led to points. And at the end of the game, uh, we were up enough to make that last field goal almost insignificant. Five seven six seven six ten. We're going to hear from head coach Andy Reid after this one. Also, we will hear from the quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Uh, some numbers for you in this forty thirty three win for the Chiefs on the road. Pat Mahomes twenty three of thirty eight for two ninety five, four touchdowns, no picks. Also. Does it bother either of you that Patrick Mahomes was the Chiefs' leading rusher today? Nine carries, 52 yards. Uh, Sean Sardamas, does that bother you over there that the Chiefs' leading rusher was their quarterback? No, I mean, from a defense standpoint, it seemed like the Raiders were putting a lot of uh, triple and double team on the on the receivers. And sometimes when your primary and your second read uh, are being double teamed or being bracketed, um, it leaves a lot of windows for the quarterback to get a lot of uh, hidden yards by scrambling and rushing. So he kind of he took what the defense was giving him a few times, um, fit a few balls in some tight windows, made a throw that I don't know what he how, – how he got enough mustard on that ball to Demetrius Harris uh, in between those two safeties. But that was a, a elite-level throw there. Um, great all, catch, too. Great catch by uh, Big Meech, Big Meech Harris. Uh, but all in all, this this continue to show you that I mean he's he's kind of re, still recreating the position, showing people a lot more than they've ever seen. I mean, playing at that position thing. It, it's been a whirlwind three days, and it's tough, I think, in that sense to swallow the difference it's going to be in the new Chiefs offense, and not to be saying that they're going to be now out of sync since Kareem Hunt gone. Hunt, Hunt is gone, 
But this running and rushing offense is going to be different. Andy Reid said on the telecast, I saw a tweet come through the wire that it is going to be more of a running back by committee, which is probably going to be passing intensive, probably not as much run um, in this in this offense moving forward, I would think. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to look a little bit different. And as it does at the beginning of a season, when you lose a big piece like that, it may take a week or two uh, for uh, the, the Chiefs to, to get back in sync offensively. Luckily, you now have four extra games to do that. Spencer Ware, starting in the place of the recently departed Kareem Hunt, 14 carries, 47 yards, and a score. Also caught a pass. Travis Kelsey, uh, 12 catches, a buck 68, two scores. Monster game for 8-7 today. Chiefs win. Now 10-2. and two. They'll come back home and take on the uh, the Ravens next week at Arrowhead. Let's go right to the phones. 576-7610. We start with uh, Steve in Mission. You're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Steve? Yes, we <laughs> I love it when I'm right, whether it's football or the game of life, and we have the best rushing total over average. All right. I, 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 keep going, Steve. You're rocking. By the middle of the third quarter, we do not need anybody but the men we have on the – just like Gene Hackman and Hoosiers. I'm talking about the guys who are on the field <laughs> with us now, not the guys we do not that we do not have. We are still there to the Super Bowl. No one can match the output of this offense. We played terrible today. We played absolutely terrible, and we still thought those nasty Raiders are going to do it again, even worse, when we get back to Kansas City. So we are, we are still headed to Atlanta and the promised land with or without people who are not playing for us right now. God bless you. Good night, Kansas City. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I mean, the only Whoa. only way to follow that up is with Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? Hi, Mike. Hi, Pete. Hi, Sean. It was a great game. Great bounce back win by Kelsey. And, uh, I mean, I tell you, the running game is going to be different now with Kareem gone. But I believe in Spencer Ware. And I think that uh, Eric Berry will be back next week. Let's take care of the Rams. Take care, guys. Let's slow it down with Chester. You're next up. What's up, <laughs> Chester? Right Another uh, win on the road. Divisional opponent. With, uh, you know, two teams kicking at our heels, the Patriots and the Houston uh, Texans. Uh, there will be adjustments, but, uh, you know, with Andy Reid and people pulling together, look at Conley stepping in when we injured at the wide receiver with Watkins. He stepped on in there, the big K, coming up with a franchise best, uh, you know, contributing good hands, good catching hands and different things. we got things to work with. It takes time to get results make adjustments, and build your confidence up that that, that, that component that is missing to get to your destiny, it, it takes a bit of adjustment mentally, physically, chemistry, and different things, but it's just a game at a time. Ravens are very stingy. Points allowed, you know, they're chopping at the bits and different things, but we got them at home. Uh, thank God for the 10th win. Thank God that we got a little momentum going, that we uh, got our breakthrough, and now we, uh, you know, giving a little level of direction. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Chester, always good. Lines are open, 576-7610. You, you're on uh, 610 Sports Radio. What's up, you? What's up, gentlemen? Hey. Um, I feel like um, I'm watching Cars, Lightning McQueen, he was on that last lap ready to roll, and next thing you know, he blew a tire. And I felt like that was what that blow with Spencer, I mean, not Spencer Ware, but uh, 
Kareem Hunt was, and I, I think everybody's ready to come at us. But I look forward to next week because I know that uh, Andy Reid will scheme up a little bit better, everything like our running game and everything like that. But I am upset about the defense, gentlemen. I, 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 it's just tough for me to watch this defense, especially get ate up by Jared Cook. But I'm going to hang up and let you guys talk about it. But it's just it's annoying. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's just annoying. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, this was not a display, a very good display by a defensive squad on how to cover, <laughs> how to cover tight ends. Right, and we have a former linebacker in the National Football League with us that can explain it, but it seemed to me, someone who's never played in the National Football League, that uh, a lot of these Chiefs on defense seem to be going for the strip a little bit sooner than they were the tackle. There were some tackle problems. There were definitely problems, I think, uh, at the safety position. Cook has always been a guy, in, at least in recent years, that the Chiefs have struggled with, and they, they seem to do uh, struggle with talented um, tight ends on the other side and and. It needs to be improved because, again, once you get to the final six here in the AFC, the margin for error is going to get smaller and smaller. No, definitely. The scouting report was out uh, pregame about Cook being a problem. He being an issue. He's being their primary focus on offense. He's been putting up numbers against everybody, and he, I mean, he ran some 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 very good routes. Uh, he was targeted early and often. Carr found him, got hot with him, uh, kept going to him. Uh, you know. Some of the the catches, the, the touchdown catch was just a disappointing drop uh, by the linebacker, just going for the, the stutter and go. Uh, he never sh- he never slowed down his momentum at all, so it was no, you know, it was it was no really nothing to bite on, just because he he chopped his feet a little bit. But I mean, he was heading to the to the end zone the whole time, so we just you know certain certain techniques can be played a little bit better there to stay on top of that route. Um, does anybody? Do the Chiefs have anybody on this roster that can cover a tight end? And I'm not being facetious. I'm yeah. being serious when I ask you. Yeah, that. his name's his name's Eric Berry, and we're hopefully getting him back in a few weeks. That's the only player I can I can think, at least in the secondary, that, that can deal with a tight end the stature of a Gronk. To me, in my opinion, and you're going to see Gronk potentially if he's healthy. Mu- if in, he's healthy in, in six weeks, maybe if Gronk is can if Gronk can make it to the AFC title game or whatever, who knows? But is, is that the only guy? You th- you, Barber, is that the only guy you see on this Chiefs roster that can cover a tight end? No, the other guys got the ability to do it. It's just you got to be. I mean, you, just, you have to be very consistent in your technique. You got to kind of, you know, you got to be able to hold your leverage and 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 know what angles to take and um, know when where you got help when you do have help. Um, I mean, so, you can't feel comfortable right now with Eric Murray and Ron Parker. I, I and just, Hitch. Well, I mean, I'm just talking about the safety position. That's kind of what I highlighted at the beginning. Hitch is another story. Uh, I'm talking about anybody to cover he, that he, tight end. He, he seems to struggle if he has a few weeks off. He, I mean, he had the problem with the ribs, and so he was kind of out of practice for a little bit. And, you know, it seemed like he was kind of out of sync. So not to give him excuses, but, if the, you know, that could potentially be a problem. I'm just talking about we see the same thing from Ron Parker and Eric Murray. And it, 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 it's, it's below. It's just below average. It's not terrible. It's not good. But. I, I don't know if you want to be C minus quality. I don't know if you want to be relying on Eric Murray in an AFC playoffs when you have this caliber of an offense. That's you guys, I have a question for you. Do you are, uh, as Chiefs fans, are you in a good mood right now? I mean, a, a 40-33 win is still another win. It's a divisional win. It's an AFC win. But a 40-33 win over this team? I know it's Raider week, Barber. But is, are people in a good mood today? Uh, yeah, I think so. As long, as long as we stay first place in the AFC West, first seed overall in the playoffs, I don't. I don't think it's any. I don't care if it's a one point win. I don't think it's any 
margin of victory that's going to make anybody unhappy as long as you continue to hold your own destiny, control your own destiny, um, and you're expecting the, the, the playoffs to have to come through Kansas City. It has to come through the Sea of Red. You had to come through the kingdom. Um, that's, the, that's the goal. It's not about the, the points per game. It's not about who you, who you play week in and week out. Is maintaining that edge, that average coming coming postseason. I, I think of this game, and again, I'm I'm using this word kind of. I understand there's more important there's more important things in life than football and your favorite football team winning a game, but I mean this is as much of a crisis as you get for a team, sure, sure. right? So you were able to manage a victory through crisis mode. We don't know the details of the locker room. Like we can only look from afar. We don't know who was boys with, you know, Kareem Hunt and was mentally affected by this. I mean, it seemed like Tyreek Hill was, he's had three drops all year and it seemed like he had a trouble passing or I'm sorry, catching footballs today. You you were in crisis mode and mm-hmm. you still managed to put up 40 points in the Raiders. The defense didn't look great for sure. But again, you can lose to anyone on any given Sunday in the national football league. We saw it with the green Bay Packers and the Arizona Cardinals today who were big favorites at home. And you mentioned it off the air uh, and you still got the win. Again, you don't you're not overjoyed. It's not time to party, but hey, it's not it's not time to, you know, get sad either. With everything that happened two days ago and where this team has come, get a win any way you can. It just kind of felt like that. It, it didn't feel like it was a desperation game. It did, did the mood right now didn't doesn't feel like it was a desperation win, but they got a win in a time when they needed a win. Because a lot I mean, let's say they lose that game. Yeah, that, 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 if that, they lose that game today. Like, let's say that they recover the onside kick, which one of the Raiders actually seemed to duck out of the way. Barbara, you and I were watching that. But if, if they lost that game today and the fallout from Kareem Hunt, totally different feeling than right now. This was a get-a-win-any-way-you-can kind of game. Definitely. Um, and from a player standpoint, I think that you go into, you know, it's always a hostile environment when you're on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like you're saying, the, the win at all costs, when you're on the road, it's, it's not about making it look pretty. Sometimes you got to muddle things up. Uh, sometimes it's just like, you know, like punch a guy in the gut, you know, let, let's get my nose bloody and let's just get out of here. How we have to get just as long as we get that, that victory, uh, we'll take some penalties, we'll take some turnovers, we'll take some, um, you know, not being sharp on, you know, one of both sides of the ball. We, you know, special teams, we had a, a block extra point. So every phase had had something they probably wish they did a little bit better today and to all three phases not to be hitting on all cylinders. And then you walk away with a, a victory, you move on to the next week. You say, hey, we got you know, we got some time to sharpen things up before the Ravens come in town because you know they come in with a top three, top four defense, um, a quarterback, you know, very uh, dynamic quarterback, and some and some players across the ball that can make some things happen. And keep in mind, and again, I want to just reiterate, more important things to life than football, but this is the equivalent of almost like a death in the family because you're not going to see him, your boy, your major piece of this offense, um, with you the rest of the way and, and you have to deal with that 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 whole thing mentality wise and and for what it's worth you, they played a game and they still were managed to beat an NFL football team you joke about how the Raiders are, are terrible and, and we were even making fun of them before the game and then you know you know you look at like the Raiders compared to Alabama a few weeks ago someone came out with odds for that they'd still be 30 point favorites over Alabama Absolutely, you know what I mean so yeah. like there's you still have to beat the team and the Chiefs went through crisis mode again and, and they came away with the victory you shouldn't be thrilled as a Chiefs fan, you shouldn't be thrilled with the day because there was a lot of weaknesses exposed at the same time you got the win. You can be happy they won and still question the way yeah. they got there. Sure, no doubt. 576-7610. Let's go right back to the phones. Jake and OP, what's up, Jake? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, hey. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, saying it was a great game. Uh, I mean, 
obviously our defense still needs maybe a little bit of work, but I feel like bringing Eric, Eric Berry back will uh, help us out a lot. Uh, 100%, I mean, I've heard from, you know, some sources that, you know, about him, uh, he's going to get these shots in his, in his ankle. And I think he'll be he'll be good to go throughout the playoffs. And then after that, then I'll get that surgery done. And after that, he'll it, be ready to rock and roll next year. What? Let's. Uh, it's just the the four of us here talking, Jake. Who are your sources about these shots? And where do we get some? Uh, uh, I have a buddy that works at KU Med, and uh, mm. we're just. Uh, I mean, obviously it's speculation, but I've that's what heard. sport. That's what sports talk is, Jake. It's all speculation. <laughs> no, no, no. Two I, hours 100%, of speculation. Hundred percent. I I agree with you there. Um, I mean, I I've talked to them, and you know, you can only get ten of these shots, and then after that, you can't have those, and that's when I feel like they why they held off. Well, tell and. <laughs> That's, that's, I, I feel like, you know, everybody says day to day, day to day, day to day, but. But you've known all you. along is, is that he's getting these. Yes. Man, we need Jake on staff. Jake should have called us earlier. Yeah, Jake, we've been, Jake, where were you in week three? 106 we were, days later. Our head pride insider, Jake. I mean, come on, you got to share that info, Jake. He's Jake, like, he's like Madonna. One Jake, name. do you work for Allstate? Jake, Jake knows, man. <laughs> Jake from Allstate. I mean, what are you wearing? All of a sudden, you know what's going to start happening? Arrowhead Pride guys are going to start living at KU Med. Just waiting, waiting to watch, waiting to see if Eric Berry goes in for those shots. Let me get my cell phone. we got to get an intern. <laughs> get Allie Trost out there right now. Find free lunches. Yeah, right? I mean, look, the, the Eric Berry conversation, I'm sure, will come. And everybody's been, ha- we've been having it for three months, going on three and a half months. Jake, thanks for your phone call, man. I appreciate it. Uh, JB in Belton. What's up, JB? Hey, what's going on? Yo, 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 yo. Man, uh, the fourth off, it's a uh, Oakland game, and we came out with a W. But I just called and said, I've listened to y'all's halftime show, and everybody's, like, sitting for picking the Chiefs. Like, they was pretty much like, like, we don't have no shot. But, man, we came out with a W, and did you all see – those fans that was like, oh, Oakland this, Oakland that. <laughs> and we weird. just came out and whooped our ass. Chris Conley, if you notice, was waving at the fans <laughs> at the end of the game. <laughs> Mr. Clutch. Chris Unocero's boy, Chris Conley. Yeah, our producer Chris is a huge Chris Conley hey, fan. Hey, y'all can't be spreading lies like that. <laughs> you that. Hey, JB, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Everybody was picking the Chiefs, though. I mean, we were looking at the where, where we were at at halftime, but everybody was picking the Chiefs, JB. Let's go to Quinn. What's up, Quinn? Hey, yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm re- I was really thankful for all Alex Smith did for us, but, you know, if he was in that game today, I think we would have lost. That that win was all Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, so I'm just thankful for that. And then second, I keep hearing that, you know, our defense isn't going to hold up in the playoffs and that hurts our chances. But, I mean, what's so different about the playoffs? We're still going to have a high-scoring offense. We're still going to have um, this explosive, you know, Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes. We're going to still have these dynamic duos. Like, what's going to be so different in the playoffs 
that our offense can't overcome even if our defense suffers. Thank what you guys. Is, hey, good question. Let's ask a guy who's played in the playoffs before. What is it what's the difference between regular season NFL football and playoff NFL football, Sean Barber? Regular season, you have 16 games over a 17-week schedule. You know that you have tomorrow is always a possibility. So you you play a game, you try to win, but you always can prepare for that next game, preparing for that next game. Once the playoffs start, everybody, everybody's, you know, you know what gets a little bit tighter because if you lose, you go home. It's no, there is no preparation. You have to create your tomorrow when it comes to the playoffs. And both teams understand that. You're going to get everybody's best shot. I got to believe during the season, because it's a marathon, not not every game do you get everybody's total best shot. Sometimes guys have to sit to get better for a few weeks down the line. You have to rest players. You have to be smart about your roster. But come to playoff, everybody's active. Everybody's on board. Everybody's ready to roll because there is no tomorrow. It's no use waiting, holding anybody back. It's a win now or go home. And coaches sometimes, and there's a guy that coaches here in Kansas City, some will say he falls in line with this, but coaches – often go more conservative when they get into a into a playoff game where you may not see that goofy-ass Spencer Ware direct snap, fake handoff to Tyreek Hill with Pat Mahomes walking down the sideline play on the goal line. You may not see that because coaches tend to be more conservative in the playoffs. I, I think especially Andy Reid. I think hopefully he's learned from it a little bit. It seems like 20 times over. There he had he has a tendency sometimes, and I would say even in the regular season, a little bit more with Alex Smith last year, where you get a big lead for the Chiefs and then it'd be passive. It'd seem passive at least. You know, I don't know if he's intentionally getting passive, but it would seem passive at least. So you hope that the Chiefs continue just you know put their foot on the gas and 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 come and come in and and blow teams out. You, you know, you worry about the defense all you want, but it, it's been somewhat of a problem all year, and the Chiefs just tend to outscore people. And, and you know what? Because it's happening in the regular season, you hope that carries over to the postseason. Quinn, thank you. Let's go to DJ in Fargo. What's up, DJ? Hey, um, you know, we didn't play our best on defense and everything, but with the whole Kareem Hunt uh, thing that happened a couple days ago, I'm just glad, you know, over a division rival, you know, they got the victory. And I'm really, really glad that I don't have to hear any of my Raiders fans for the next <laughs> Raider fans, France for the next couple of weeks. Cause I know they would never let me live this down. So just happy to get the victory against the division rival. So good to hear from you, DJ. Thanks so much, man. Five, seven, six, seven, six, 10. We'll get to Blaine. We'll get to peanut. We'll get to you. You want to jump in? We have a line open for you. You can also text into six, nine, three, zero, six. Pete Sweeney, Sean Barber, I'm Mike Wickett. We'll get to more of your phone calls. Also, straight ahead, you're going to hear from Travis Kelsey. We will hear from Patrick Mahomes. We will hear from uh, Andy Reid. We want to hear from you, though. 576-7610. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. talk about uh, Travis Kelsey and the stunner at some point dropping the stone cold stunner right after he uh, he scored a touchdown in today's win that sounds like a second hour conversation and then tell me you're gonna bring JR into this I love it that was, that was my favorite part of the whole game we got Pete Sweeney Sean Barber I'm Mike Wickett right back to the phones we go to five seven six seven six ten uh, the Chiefs win at the Raiders at 40-33. to 33. Special guest coming up in just a second before we do that. Blaine, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. You had a good mood tonight, Blaine? 
I am. How are y'all doing? Good. Not too bad. Good. Um, well, I was just calling in because my boyfriend is a huge Chiefs fan, and he is too scared to do it himself, but wanted to tell Sean Barber that he is his favorite of all time. Wow. And so I'm doing that for him for Christmas. <laughs> Dude, that is the cheapest birthday or Christmas present ever. You just saved a ton of money, Blaine. I'm proud of you. Sean, what do you what do you say to that? Sean, hold on, hold on. What's your what's your boyfriend's name? Boomer. Your boyfriend Blaine and Boomer. You guys are the happiest couple ever. <laughs> Blaine, uh, put Boomer on the phone. He's not with me. He's at his house. Oh, oh my goodness. My goodness. Is he's, he, listening. he's listening. He's listening. Hey, gotcha. B- yes. hey Blaine, do me a favor. Somehow do, use the uh use the Twitter account. And go to the Arrowhead Pride and let them get your contact number and stuff. And uh, as a as a reward for calling in, I'm gonna send you and uh, Boomer to the uh, Thursday night game. Versus oh my the gosh! Thank you. Look at that, Blaine. Hang on, hold, what? Chris. Will you get Blaine's information so that we can get her hook get her hooked up for uh, for tickets? All right, cool. Hang on, hang on, Blaine. Hang on, hold. I had no idea what the hell's going on right now. This has now turned into a giveaway. I know, exactly. Price is right style well, Blaine, radio program. Blaine, your on-air shout-out turned into the best Christmas present ever because now you're going to the Thursday nighter. Thank you so much. No doubt, no doubt. Hang on, Sean will take care of you. Okay, great. And let's put her on hold. If, Bo- if Boomer called, I wouldn't have did that. But right, since his woman called to just to just to cheer him up for the holiday, that, like that, for me that that speaks love. I, I see, I, I feel love oh, in the atmosphere. Man. I feel love too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, hey Pete, how long you worked with Barbara? How long you known him? Oh my God, what did we work together now? Three years? Three seasons. Three, Three seasons. seasons. I'm not nearly there, but has he ever taken you to a game? Has he ever gotten you tickets? You know, I cannot. I've never been able to go <laughs> Thank you. To, to a Chiefs game. I, I ask him all the time. He's like, are you, we should I'm working go, there? You I'm going I, there. You and I should go to a Royals game together. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> a little baseball. Not a baseball guy there, Barber? Not really. What about a uh, Missouri case. Mavericks game? I believe that we will win. Well, they, no, they didn't the other night. I, no. I, I believe they lost. I believe that Portland. No, they tied. Oh, no, they lost. No, they, they, lost. Lost. they, lost. they lost. I believe that Portland won. No, okay. Well, I mean, I'm in for the cheers and stuff. I just want to get in the cauldron. You look like a guy who could be in the cauldron. Well, the Chiefs were in the cauldron on on Wednesday All night. Right, here's what we'll do. Opening night next year, you and I, the cauldron. Oh, sweet. Now, Mike, have, Mike invite, can come, I guess. They have to invite. I'm not a soccer guy. They have to invite you in. Oh, you don't? I've got. I look. I respect soccer. I just find it to be incredibly boring. There's no free seats in the cauldron. You got. I mean, you got to go. No, the cauldron people are there. It's like the black hole. They have to like let you. No, I have no idea. How well, it I can say this is that, this all of a sudden became even more enticing. Like, I have no idea how who it works. I got to call to get into the cauldron. All right, I'll go. I'll go if I'm allowed to go. If I can tag along with you. Yeah, come with us. Yeah. Everyone that's associated with AP, we can make an outing. Let us know what section the cauldron is so we can buy some tickets. The AP cauldron outing. To, to children's mercy. Blackout. <laughs> That's going to be sweet. Blackout trip. I like this idea. I like it a lot. All right, five seven six seven six ten. Right back to the phones. Peanut and KC. What's up, Peanut? Hey, what's going on, fellas? You in a good mood tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, bro. Good, I'm good. Good, good. So I just wanted to say, man, I was impressed with Mahomes. Um, he lost his, his starting running back. He had an adjustment to make, and he did it good. Um, he struggled in the beginning, but he, he, he locked in. Oh, uh, Spencer Ware, man, he scares me every time he runs the ball, man. I feel like he's going to fumble the ball every time. Um, I want to see 26 get the ball a little bit more. The defense got to tackle more. Murray is trash. He's garbage. He needs to go. And uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Good win. Uh, Ravens coming in next week to get that win. Peanut, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Five seven six seven six ten. If you're on hold, we'll get to you in just a sec. What to bring in Kent Swanson 
from arrowheadpride.com. Uh, Kent, you want to join us for the Blackout Brigade Tour when we go to a game of Children's Mercy for the Arrowhead Pride Sporting KC outing? Yeah, I'm here for it, buddy. <laughs> I mean, any chance I get to hang out with Mike Wickett, you know I'm oh, here. Oh, wow. oh, That's the guy of the three uh, of us yeah, that you want to hang out with. I mean, he's all right. Wow. Me and Bar- I mean, I, maybe I should be sucking up to Barber because it sounds like he's in a very giving mood right now. He is. It's, it's Barber Claus. Barber, you want to give anything to Kent? No. No. <laughs> Hey, Kent, what'd you think of the uh, the effort today? I mean, everybody's prediction did not look anything like 40-33. That was, that was something, man. I don't really – you know, the funny thing is, I don't really know how much I attribute it to the Kareem Hunt stuff as much as it is just – I think I think it was them not taking the game too seriously initially. I think everything was just kind of a little bit off. Sure, maybe, maybe the game plan and Kareem messed that up a little bit, but – I just, it looked like one of those sloppy performances we're used to seeing from an Andy Reid team against a bad football team. And uh, luckily enough, Patrick Mahomes was there to save him. Uh, Ken, I know you look at the All-22 Arrowhead Pride uh, film and draft analyst Kent Swanson watches more Patrick Mahomes than anyone in the city. And you need the All-22 to really evaluate how he performed today and, and kind of get your takeaways. But from what you saw in the broadcast angle, some of the replays, what was going on? It did seem like he was a little out of sync today. And it's funny we say that because he still had four touchdowns and really a great stat line in this game. Right. And it, it's, it's, it's kind of amazing. that I, I blinked and I think he was, what, 13 of 18 for 160 at halftime. And, and it did not look like he no. deserved that stat line. You know, uh, I think there were some inconsistencies with his footwork. I think he was a little bit lazy with his feet at times, just initially watching um, some bad decisions, too. Um, so, you know, it was it was just kind of an all-over-the-place game. There really wasn't a ton of consistency to his performance. Now, he, he had some fantastic moments. He finished extremely strong. One of my favorite throws of his entire season was that third and five little uh, drop over a linebacker to, uh, to convert that first down. That was a huge play. Um, so there was some really good moments still, but um, I, I, I don't know. Just, this is his first time coming through a, a bye week process. Maybe that was part of it, but it's just very up and down, very inconsistent, not really great for the entirety of the game. Now, when you evaluate the team as a whole, I mean, the defense didn't look that great uh, in this game, obviously giving up 33 points to the Oakland Raiders. Where are you on the worry scale from a 1 to 10? I'm worried, uh, and I don't know exactly what was going on on the defensive side of the football. Uh, I think some of it was, you know, I, I don't like watching Anthony Hitchens in coverage. Um, I don't. I mean, I haven't, I've not really been thrilled with what we've seen from him for the entirety of the year. Um, the safety play was absolutely terrible. Uh, luckily, there's a guy that supposedly is on his way back into uh, into the mix here, and Eric Berry that could help. That really could help a lot. Um, this, that's probably the biggest concern for me right now on that side of the football. Um, but man, it, 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 it's not a very promising moment seeing them come for after two weeks of preparation with that kind of showing off on the defensive side of football too. Kent, get some sleep. We'll see you for a late night or the next time we talk. Yeah, buddy. Looking forward to it. Kent Swanson. Follow him on Twitter at Kent underscore Swanson from arrowheadpride.com as uh, the Chiefs get the win 40-33. Up next, the Ravens. And they've got a pretty, I mean, we just saw something come across the wire here that Joe Flacco will return for Baltimore next week. But as expected, and as he should, it will be uh, Lamar Jackson getting the start. And that's the way it should be. 
Other news coming through the wire, Anthony Anthony Hitchens had a little bit of a quad issue in this game, so you hope some of the struggles had to do maybe more with injury than performance. At a pro football talk per source, the Chiefs are bringing in running back C.J. Anderson in for a physical, and if he passes, a contract. So rounding out that running back room, I guess he becomes maybe your fourth running back. The Chiefs have an open spot in their 53, and they released a defensive back over the weekend, so they have a spot on their practice squad. He would be more so for the 53. And by the way, I misspoke. The, the game next week is the noon game. It's the following week when we will see Ken. You like to the, skip weeks on this show. You know, this isn't the first time you've done that. Next week, it's the AFC title game. That's as far. No, next week, it is the Ravens' early game, and then after that, it's the Thursday nighter against the San Diego Chargers. Right? San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers. It's, All over the place. It's your one, man. Yeah, it's your bye week, man. Got to get, get, get out of the rust, rust right there. Got to get back into playing shape. Five seven six seven six ten. Right back to the phones, and let's hear more from you. We go to Isaac in Ottawa. What's up, Isaac? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, man. What's going on? How yep. are you guys? Doing all right. You in a good mood tonight, man? Oh, man. Great mood. Great mood. It's always great mood beating the Raiders. <laughs> oh, amazing. Woo. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion. Uh, do you think we should – rotate Anthony Sherman in the office a little bit more. He's kind of been been a little quiet this year, and uh, I think it would be nice to see him rotate in the offense a little bit more. Boys, your thoughts? More, more of the Shermanator? I don't think so. I mean, he would get 10, 10 plays a game or so, you know, at, over the years with Alex Smith, and the thing about Anthony Sherman, that's, that's an interesting piece of the offense, and uh, Andy Reid has alluded to this at a press conference earlier in the year, is when he is in the game, you have to watch him because if you remember earlier in the season, he can catch the football. You know, he can run the football if he needs to. He's a threat too. So I think you kind of bring him in as a changeup for me. Uh, what do you think, Sean? No, I don't. I don't need to see a Sherman out there with any anymore. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, just a five, five, maybe four or five snaps a game. Uh, a little fullback to the flat. You know, trying to catch a, a, a defense off guard when they think we're about to hit him right up the gut, and he can just sneak to the flat for uh, a little play like that. But. Most, you know, just continue to be solid on special teams. Him and Zombo are pretty much, uh, you know, Zombo's our guy on defense. Uh, Shermanator's the guy on offense. Those two guys are counting to be uh, kind of like special team all-stars to play in on every phase of special teams and, and be accountable to that. So I like I like what they're doing, and I hope that, you know, that they just keep playing hard for Coach Toad. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Jan and KC. What's up, Jan? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, you guys. I want to say I love your show. Thank you. Um, uh, y'all do a great job and keep me entertained. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> much, man. Appreciate it. Not a problem. I've been a Chiefs fan since the early 90s, and I'm sticking with my team. I'm so happy that we got uh, a good quarterback drafted uh, this year and somebody that can stick with us for a long time and give us a lot of success in the future. I mean, you got that. You, not only that, you have the face of the National Football League potentially for the next 10 years. I think we hit it earlier in the show, and this is the thing about Patrick Mahomes and we're going to really get to see it now that something happened like this where you lose a big piece, is as long as you have Mahomes, just like as long as Green Bay has Rodgers and as long as New England has Brady, you're going to have a chance to win the, to make the playoffs each and every season and really thrive. I think mm-hmm. he's the key to it all. you know. And, and it does hurt losing Hunt. But, but, oh, but uh, again, as another caller uh, said, or might have been Kent, uh, he'll, uh, Andy Reid will have now a week week's time to figure out. Okay, how am I going to use this committee instead of Hunt? I bet you look. I bet you have a, a much more polished offense when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens next week. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right about that. I mean, you're going to see a different version of Spencer Ware with a full week of being the number one guy, and the and the other two guys are going to have time to. I mean, there are a couple of couple of flashes out of some of the backups, out of the Williamses. Yeah. You know, a couple of them in there. I, I think the thing that people have to realize is the offensive scheme going into this game was still built 
with Hunt right. as the running back. And you're asking Spencer and you're asking Williams to fill in a role for a position or a player with a certain skill set, whereas now, given a week, we can build an offensive game plan, a running game that's built to the strengths of Spencer Ware, to the strengths of Williams. And that is might be changing an angle of a run or a blocking style instead of going to a veer style, maybe more of a uh, stretch style or something like that, which they can see the cuts a lot clearer, um, whereas this offense was just created for Mahomes, for Hill, for Kelsey, and for Kareem Hunt. So now without Hunt there, you just – you might have to do some tweaking with the run game. You you know you get with uh, Mr. Beanie um, and let him change uh, uh, just a few, few few blocking schemes and maybe some focus of where the uh, the running game is going to attack on certain runs. And I think they'll, those will just fit in and, and start to melt in with what what where does the best. Jan, thanks for the phone call, man. Five seven six seven six ten. Everybody on hold. Clint, Philip, CJ, you're coming up next. Also, Travis Kelsey after the win speaks. You'll hear it on the other side. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big time players make big time plays. 610 Sports Radio. We eat Patrick Mahomes conversations for breakfast. 610 Sports Radio. KZSB Kansas City. KRBZ HD2 Kansas City. A radio.com station. At 7th Street Casino, new Lucky 7 Club members get 10 bucks in free slot play. Just grab your phone and text PLAY to 313313. For the best payouts in the city, 7th Street Casino. It's where it's at. Would you ever buy a car without looking under the hood? Of course you wouldn't. Same with diamonds. You shouldn't buy one without examining what's on the inside. Most jewelers show their diamonds with a small, handheld magnifying glass. At Hellsberg Diamonds, our trained experts will guide you through examining your diamond under a jeweler's gem scope in our diamond room. Diamonds that have been hand-selected and directly bought from the source, so you can get a high-quality diamond at our very best price. We're also one of only two national jewelry retailers that meets the high standard it takes to be a member of the American Gem Society. Their goal? Consumer protection. It's their mission. And after 103 years of being your trusted hometown jeweler, it's safe to say we know a thing or two about helping you find the diamond that is perfect for you. So, if you're looking for a diamond as stunning on the inside as it is on the outside, look no further than Hellsberg Diamonds. Hellsberg Diamonds, a Berkshire Hathaway company. At 7th Street Casino, new Lucky 7 Club members get 10 bucks in free slot play. Just grab your phone and text PLAY to 313313. For the best payouts in the city, 7th Street Casino. It's where it's at. Dell's Cyber Week sale for small business is on. Save big with massive deals on office essentials like computers with 8th gen Intel Core processors and the latest servers. Even other top brand electronics and accessories are on sale. Plus, get free shipping on everything. Quantities are limited. Dell's small business technology advisors can help you find the right tech for your business needs at Cyber Week prices. Just call 877 by Dell or visit dell.com slash SB Cyber Week. That's 877 by Dell. What if I told you there was a website that was a one-stop shop for all of your Kansas City Chiefs news? What if I told you that site provided headlines, two-the-minute updates, film reviews, hot takes, Chiefs videos, and more? What if I told you there was no Chiefs website on the planet that updated their site more often? All Chiefs all the time. Arrowheadpride.com. First and goal for Kansas City. Where? Single setback. Fake it to him. Mahomes on the move. Throws. 
goes for the touchdown. The catch made by Kelsey. Kansas City on the board with ease. That's CBS on the call. And then the Stone Cold Stunner followed right after. Uh, Kelsey dropped it on Tyreek Hill. Glad to have you right here on the 7-3 Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The former chief linebacker, Sean Barber. Arrowheadpride.com editor-in-chief, Pete Sweeney. I'm Mike Wickett. We're taking your phone calls at 576-7610. Monster game for Travis Kelsey today. Yeah, I joked on Twitter. It's funny that he fumbled the first play of the game and then had really his best game statistically as mm-hmm. a chief. It's just a credit to Hunt's first game as a chief when he fumbled against <laughs> New England Patriots and went on a tear the rest of the game and, and uh, really was a star for Kansas City. Obviously, that wasn't intentional, but it just is funny. So this that was it, the tribute game to, to yeah, Kareem Hunt, to his fallen teammate. Synced up. Uh, but, yes, a great game for Chris Travis Kelsey. He does fumble the first uh, play of the game and is able to respond um, sometimes he does have drop issues, not really an issue today, was making all the catches and really became a go-to guy for Patrick Mahomes in a game that was decided by one touchdown. If this uh, tight end for the Chiefs and Kelsey doesn't make the plays that he did in this game, it's probably a lot closer at the end, probably a lot scarier at the end. And he almost had a third on that crazy play where he seemed to get up in real time, but after slowing it down, uh, the, the Raiders' safety had a knee on him, or a hand on his knee, I should say. So, I mean, it, it almost was an even bigger day. For Travis Kelsey. Uh, but let's hear from Travis. Uh, this is the Chiefs tight end talking to ESPN after the uh, win over the Raiders. I have to ask you, it had to be a difficult week in Kansas City. Your teammate, uh, Kareem Hunt, waved on Friday. What was it like to get that news? I mean, I'm pretty sure it broke everybody's heart in the office. Um, we don't know Kareem to be that guy. Um, unfortunately, things happen in life. Um, you just have to move on and, uh, and, and try and persevere through the, through the, through the hardships. Um, he's still a brother. We're here for him. Um, hopefully he can get some things corrected in his life and uh, find his way back out on the football field. But for this team, um, we're going to keep pushing forward. Uh, we, have, we have a determined mindset to be somewhere in, uh, in February. What was the most difficult thing for all of you to get this news at this point? Um, just the fact that he's a, he's a brother of ours and, um, and it's, uh, it's not a good look. I think that was probably the hardest part was, the, was to see his... Uh, his season, hopefully not his career, but his season to be uh, cut short. You think the Chiefs made the right call? Um, that's out of my hands. That's out of my hands. I won't even comment on it. Um, like I said, Kareem's got to figure out some things, uh, correct some things, um, man up to his, his, his actions, and, and sure enough, I, I think he will. Travis, thanks so much for the time. You know, go Chiefs, baby. You know, I, I, a couple of things. First of all, it, it, it's easy to read. Travis Kelsey says no. They did not make the right decision, even though they didn't want to say anything, and that's fine. He's going to defend his boy. Good, I, I get that. Good for him for doing that, though, because I think a lot of times uh, when you have interviews as the media, you'd wish that if you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you think it's better to not share your honest opinion, I'd rather that than... To say I'm not going to comment on it? Some PR-written response. Yeah, mm-hmm. just say you're not going to comment. You know what I mean? And, and I, I do say, I appreciate it. and I don't know who did the interview, uh, who the ESPN interviewer was, but is that the right time to bring that up? I mean, you could ask one question, but he asked three questions about Man. it, and you only got him for a minute and, and 12 seconds. You weren't going to ask about his two-touchdown day, a road win over the hated Raiders. Like, I know what the story is as somebody who's in the media and been covering this for three days, but it just felt wrong. Hard to blame the guy. I mean, you don't know who the editor is in his uh, year. You don't know who his boss is. You don't yeah. know what they're yeah. saying. I'm sure the ESPN guys are saying, ask about the Green Month thing. If it's me, and it's up to me, you ask him two questions about the game and the performance and, and what it meant, and then you f- finish, unfortunately, what happened to ask. You know, Travis got to ask you this question. What do you make of all this surrounding Kareem Hunt? I know he's a brother, brother mm-hmm. to you in the locker room. 
So right back to the phones. 576-7610. CJ in KC. What's up, CJ? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm glad that we won. I'm not in a good mood. I didn't ask you. I'm sorry about that, CJ. Are you in a good mood tonight? (laughs) Well, you've been asking everybody, you know. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not in a good mood. Uh, We beat a homeless, uh, sorry, two-team, two-game, two-win team by – a touchdown, and I'm not in a good mood because we don't have uh, any one of these a very good player on the team no more, man. But I, you know, yeah, I'm talking about that all week. I'm sure, man. Especially, we didn't. Sean Barber said that they treat them like projects and not. Uh, you said it, man. You know what you said, man. And what'd you say? He's what, right what, there. He said, Bar- Sean, what'd you say? What'd you say, Sean? Fast. He, you know, Sean, Sean said that uh, that the NFL is treating players like. Uh, uh, like products, not projects. And we could uh, build this young man up. He's 23 years old. He made a dumb decision. Uh, I have a daughter right now who wants to, to say something, and I couldn't. I, I, I hate for that to be my daughter, and, and I hate for that to be my son too. And uh, one of the other 16 guys said that we don't care about women. Sometimes we don't care about men too. Daughter, what you want to say? Touchdown, Kansas City. That's Christian Hollow saying that on the radio right now. She's in the good mood. I'm in the bad mood. <laughs> Together, together. And forget the Raiders. Want the Raiders. Together, they are in an average mood. It seems like. I like that. That's that yin and yang a family right has to have. You know what I'm saying? See? She, she, she. You know, she compliments the fact that he's in the downtown. She got the up click. She's bringing the joy. He's showing his. He's being true to the fact that he's he's hurt that Kareem ain't here and the team only won by seven. But then he reflects to his daughter. He see that smile. And he just can't believe that you know she just happened. She's yelling touchdown, go Chiefs, and this and that. But then when he re- when he goes back to the players being products and against projects, he goes back to the fact that you know what I got a daughter, and if I had a son, I wouldn't want him to be in either one of the scenarios. I don't I don't want to have to talk to my daughter about being in somebody's room at three in the morning. But then again, I don't want to talk to my son about the fact that you just can't put your hands on a woman no matter what. And either way, it brings up the conversation, which is good. It's right. better talked about and discussed than not talked about and taken for granted. Can we just, can we, like, isolate that young girl and her happiness so that anytime anybody gets in a bad mood on this station, just play her? Touchdown, kid, that's great. I mean, nothing gets me going. Oh, God. Than babies and dogs. You having a bad day? <laughs> pull up a baby. Pull up a dog. Your day just got better. That's the first time I heard CJ, like, really animated on, yeah, the, on he was the radio. Going, he was pretty low-key. I like that. He was fired up. Let's go to Philip. What's up, Philip? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing all right. What, do me a favor. Uh, turn your radio all the way down, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I apologize. I'm live from uh, Wyandotte County, Kansas. Um, KU graduate, uh, I want to just say to you guys, uh, you guys are doing a great job with your show. Thank and, you. Uh, Pete, I follow you very well, especially when you did stuff for the Chiefs, uh, for like Chiefs replay. I think it's awesome, man. And I, I agree you. with your comments about the Korean situation. I absolutely agree. I'm against domestic violence. It's just that from a perspective as a black man uh, in America, I can understand where Kareem probably was coming from. And, you know, it's not easy, especially he's still young and he's an individual. But at the same time, I understand where you come from. But uh, I feel like the next thing about this team is just – finding their true identity, but I feel like they got it. It's just adjusting to the situation like Mahomes' ability and what he can do. And it's just, you know, it's not just him. It's everybody, you know, use everybody's ability like Damian Williams. And I look at Williams' game from the Raiders from last year and that turnaround touchdown, for example, and utilize that, for example. And, you know, there's all one more thing. In order for us to get to Atlanta, 
no partying during the postseason. If we want to get there, no partying during the postseason, man. We can't have that mentality. I know everybody wants to have fun, man, but if we want to have that mentality, we got to go straight full metal jacket mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. What did the old coach? What did the old coach used to say? Nothing good happens after midnight. Curfew. Team curfew. Once you get to the postseason, look, look at the Washington Capitals and look at the Philadelphia Eagles. You can have the biggest party ever. <laughs> Ever. Ovechkin's still drunk. He's still drunk from last season. Yeah. You can have the biggest party ever if you win it. Absolutely. Absolutely right. I, I think I agree with, you know, I agree with that. Uh, it seems like there's a contingent of Chiefs. Uh, with social media, I think you see a little bit more into people's lives nowadays. Uh, Tyree Kill posted a video of his Halloween party that he had at his house. And they seem to have fun. And, and they, they seem to, uh, there's a contingent of the team at least that, you know, keeps it to closed quarters and whatnot. And, and you hope now, like Patrick Mahomes, he's still a kid, 23 years old, but he takes that leadership and says, okay, everyone's welcome to come have like this fun inside. I think right now, you know, now the, nowadays the way it is and, and with camera phones and different people and, and being under the microscope, as Sean has been alluding to all day, you just got to be careful. And the Chiefs have something special here that they're going for. And that last caller is 100% correct. Philip, thanks, man. Appreciate it. James, you're next up. What's up, James? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, how you guys doing? Great. Um, just watched the game here in New Jersey. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too much in the game. Very disappointing in the defense. Now what I do is I look at the schedule. I want home field. I want the division. You're in a bottom good place, line. then. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're in a good spot. Yeah, bottom line, big game tonight. You need Pittsburgh to beat San Diego. Even if the Chiefs get upset at home to San Diego and lose, if San Diego loses tonight, all the Chiefs got to do is win two more games, they win the division. The other issue is you got to stay ahead of Houston and New England. If the Chiefs go 3-1, and one, they have the tiebreaker over Houston, even if Houston runs the table. Now you go to New England. If the Chiefs go 3-1, and one, New England must lose another game. And the only tough game left on their schedule even though I, don't, I know Miami gives them fits down in Miami, but I, I don't have no faith in Miami, is a Pittsburgh road game. So these things have to happen for the Chiefs to get home. They have to get home. Their defense isn't good enough. They need Barry back to, in some capacity in the playoffs to cover the tight end because Murray, Murray is an enigma. He doesn't exist out there. He also whiffed on plays behind the backfield trying to attack the running back. So that's, that's the key. But I look at the schedule now. I look at getting home field. And winning the division. And that's what needs to happen. So hopefully that does. And, and we'll be talking about home playoff games. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, looking at this, uh, appreciate it as always, James. Phones are wide open. You want to jump in, you can. 576-7610 after a 40-33 win for the Chiefs over the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Chiefs at 10-2, and two, Patriots 9-3. and three. Chargers are 8-3. and three, But the division winners are will be in those top four spots. So even if the Chargers do beat Pittsburgh tonight, and they get to uh, to to eight. I'm sorry, to nine and three, and Pittsburgh would fall to seven and four. Would that be better than to just no matter what you're going to have the Chargers as a, as a wild card? If even if they get to their their ninth win tonight, you know I, I don't know which one you want. I think you I think you want to lock up the division because that at least guarantees you even if you were to fall to the division round or, or I'm sorry the wild card round, it would still ensure a home playoff mm-hmm. game if you sure. win your division. You always root against the division, and to me, the Chargers kind of blew it a few weeks ago. when The uh, Denver game. Right. They lost to Denver, and that opened it because if they had won out just like the Chiefs, they would have came in their arrowhead with a chance to flip the division. And they lost that, and now now they need a little bit of help, and this would only make that um, them even needing more help with a 
uh, lost tonight to the Steelers. Uh, the Patriots, by the way, because you, you know the Chiefs' schedule on the way out is Ravens, Chargers, Seahawks, Raiders. Three of those games at home, only Seattle is on the road. So it's Ravens, Chargers, at the Seahawks, and then the Raiders. The Patriots, as the caller alluded to, at the Dolphins, at the Steelers, and then Bills and Jets. So pretty pretty easy schedule for both New England and Kansas City with one real tough game on the road still to be played. Hey, that Baltimore game next week is going to be a lot tougher, than I think, than people are, are giving it credit for. And don't forget, I mean, we just saw this game today. The Chiefs only won by a touchdown just because it's a quote-unquote easy schedule. Yeah. You can, any team can lose any of these games. So it's, it's, it's also possible for, for all these teams uh, to lose a game down the stretch. I think a, a team that, and I mentioned it on the pregame show, a lot, not a lot of people are talking about is the Houston Texans. They don't seem to lose anymore. No, no, they're done. If, they've, they've quit losing. After losing their first three games, I think they've won now nine games in a row. Mm-hmm. Something uh, like that. Quiet, quiet, quiet under the radar. Sort of reminds me of the Chiefs uh, back in, I think it was 2015, where they won 10 games in a row to close the season, and no one was really giving them credit. And then they walked into Houston and won 30 to nothing. Like uh, that, sorry, Colts, Jets, Eagles, Jags for the Texans on the way out. There you go. There's some, there's some winnable games in there as well. 576-7610 is the phone number. Right to the phones. Let's talk to Troy. What's up, Troy? Thanks for calling. Hey, how's it going? All right. Uh, no, I was just want to talk about the game today. It was a pretty nice game. You in a good mood impressed. after that win today, Troy? Oh, uh, yes, sir. I was impressed with Patrick Mahomes. He showed me a lot. Like what? He's a young Brad Ford. He's a winning quarterback, something that we ain't seen here in quite some time. I really wasn't a fan of Alex Smith. He didn't really excite me. I like the chances he take when he take it downfield. Like watching greatness, I won't compare him to Steph Curry of basketball. (laughs) Steph Curry of football—that's how I look at it. He's a type of player, and he's right in comparing him to Steph Curry that just makes the players around him better. People are people that are on Patrick Mahomes' team are going to have better careers. It's almost like the anti any any Cardinals quarterback you can name over the last couple of years, and what they did to Larry Fitzgerald. I don't look at him as a Favre. Because Brett threw a lot of interceptions. He threw, he made a lot of those bad decisions. Now, Pat takes some risks, but he's closer to the other quarterback they've had in Green Bay, in a, in, in, and that's Aaron Rodgers, where he can move on the run, makes passes where you're, like, ridiculous. And then they, they alluded to it on the, the crazy Kelsey pass that he threw today on the sideline. The play's never over. Sean Barber, the play is never over. That wasn't a Favre thing in the same fashion because Favre wasn't nearly as mobile as Patrick Mahomes. Definitely. It's, 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 it's almost... Uh... Uncanny how he keeps his eyes downfield, even while he's scrambling. He's making sure his feet are clear. He's clearing the pocket, um, looking around to make sure no one's close to him to throw the ball, and then all of a sudden being able to whip the ball 30, 20, however many yards down for a first down. And then for the receivers to know that in their route progression, just to get beyond the sticks and then work your way back. Kelsey is actually still covered when he releases the ball, but Kelsey is smart enough to kind of like know where the ball is being thrown, and he just like – Puts a little. Uh, he made his own curl route. Made his own route at the end of the route just to stay in bounds when the defender's already given up on the play because it's, it's no way this quarterback is still alive back there, you know, five, six seconds after the ball is snapped. Right. But, you know, down, you see it time and time again. He, he stays alive, stays alive. And I can still go back to that ball where they, uh, they said that he was, it was a penalty for him being beyond the line of scrimmage. Right. Just, just knowing that he's he's still alive and as a receiver, it was close. It was close. They should have threw the red flag. There. Defensively, it's almost a it, it's it's impossible to defend a guy with the proper leverage, using your help, 
um, using your, we, we call it a smother technique. Once the guy starts scrambling, you have to start smothering your receiver. You just never know where, he, you don't know where the quarterback is anymore, so you don't know what side of the receiver to be on. So it's it, it becomes very almost impossible to cover the guys down the field. And the thing, too, is with his four touchdowns and no picks today, he's at 41 touchdowns and 10 interceptions on the year, which is ridiculous. He's back and first in the MVP race. He's the first quarterback or the fastest quarterback in NFL history to get to 4,000 yards to come only 13 games. And I look at Patrick Mahomes, and again, it's 10 interceptions on the year, but there were a bunch of them where you can you could say, okay, he was trying to uh, win the game. He probably wouldn't have done that in an earlier part of the game. Uh, there was, I remember, a chuck at the end of a half that ended up being a pick. So there's some interceptions in there that you can kind of write off. But I look at him, and, and something that impresses me about him is he's not unwilling to throw the ball down the field, but at the same time, he tends to only put the ball in a position where his receivers can catch it. Mm-hmm. It's rare that he puts the ball in a, in a position where a defensive back or a safety or can, 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 can pick it off. And, and that, to me, is so important, especially if you're going to have that gunslinger mentality. Here's Patrick Mahomes after the win today when he was asked about this game and whether or not it feels different. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't very different. Uh, I thought we kept the same game plan. Uh, I thought Spence and uh, Damian played really well. Uh, when called upon, and so, uh, I mean, uh, Oakland had a great game plan for us, so it made it difficult for us, especially at the beginning of the game, and we found ways to adjust and uh, score some points. Patrick, how are you guys able to kind of through the distraction with everything that's gone on in the last 48 hours? Yeah, I mean, just kind of, I mean, the mindset of, of this team is whenever you get your opportunity, you, you make the most of it, and I feel like every single game, someone else steps up, and so I, I'm, uh, we kind of kept our, our mind on that, and then uh, just playing football game that we loved, and we've loved since we were little kids, and uh, keep this season going. Yeah, I mean, first off, the O-line blocked tremendous for me the entire game. Uh, they were giving me a lot of extra time. I was able to really extend the play. And so they, they were blocking well. The, their defense had put a lot of guys in coverage, and so they had kind of taken my reads away. And I, I had scrambled out, and uh, the guy almost got me. He kind of, like, baited me like he was going to come up, and then he faded back. And I, I was I kind of got in between running and throwing, and I put it up there. And, I mean, Kels made plays all, all game long, but if I just gave him chances, and so he made a great play on it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they have a lot of talented guys. First off, on that team, uh, they they were they were doing a good job of putting a lot of guys in coverage, uh, really layering guys like Tyreek and the, and the, the fast guys, and so uh, other guys stepped up and made plays. And so once I kind of settled myself down, I feel like I was kind of trying to do too much at the beginning of the game, and just kind of took what they gave me, kind of like we have been doing all season long. Uh, guys made a lot of plays. We'll hear more from Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, head coach Andy Reid coming your way as well. Right to the phones, Jimmy and Lawson. Jimmy, thanks for calling, man. Uh, you in a good mood today? I'm in an all right mood. All right, uh, I mean, all right. A win, a win's a win in the National Football League. Um, I, but I just have two quick questions. Um, number one, do we honestly believe that uh, Eric Berry can help this team, help this defense uh, enough to, for us to win a Super Bowl? Guys, this is a question that has been, what is it, week 13? It's, this- an, impo- it's an impossible question to answer until we see him in a game. If he's the Eric Berry of old, certainly. Uh, if he's a shell of him for himself, with, which I doubt, which I doubt, uh, then no. It'll be the same kind of safety carousel. But I, I expect if Eric Berry's coming back, and as we heard from our sleuth caller, who has a connection to KU Med with his super shots that he's getting, apparently. Name? I forgot that guy's name. Jake. Jake. Jake, Jake. Jake from Allstate. Uh, <laughs> Allstate Jake. No, from- if he, in all seriousness, if he's the Eric Berry of old, you're going to get an all-pro back in a position where you need to badly. 
Uh, so, yes, in my opinion. It, it would be like the Lakers fan talking about, hey, if, if Kobe suited back up, could he take us to the NBA championship? Like, like if, if Kobe was to You're going to get 85-point Kobe? Or, or are you going to get the 12-point Kobe who, you know. Two takes, of 27 to get 12 points. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, we know he has the ability to be great. We know that he, he definitely knows where to fit and how to fit and how to play the position at a high level. Um, just can't put too much pressure on himself to do things outside of what his, his what his body can take right now. I mean, he's gonna have to kind of you know slow, kind of slow roll himself in there, uh, make be an impact player on a few plays. Um, realize the defense as still even with Eric Berry, the def- the defense is not needed for the Chiefs offense to just manhandle a game and control a game. For this game to be a comfortable game, this could have been a, a forty five to fourteen game. If the defense was playing lights out, right? If we saw uh, D. Ford and Houston and Chris Jones just manhandled the Oakland offensive line and shut down the running game, it would have been a you know forty to fourteen type game. But don't they forget they forced three fumbles and had three sacks. I mean, they 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 got pressure where it was need be. If Oakland doesn't turn the ball over as much as they did, I mean, who knows what the conversation is like here at seven twenty five at night. Yeah, I, th- I mean, like you said, I think I think our offense is one of those that can morph and melt and, and be versatile enough to win any ball game. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't turn it over, then we'll make you pay when we have the ball. If you turn it over, then we'll take a couple, few more risks, knowing we have more possessions and still win the ball game. So, um, the one the one thing I was definitely so encouraged about was that under short notice, the way that they um, still kept with the offensive philosophy, and when you know they realized the Raiders were basically hell bent on taking away. Tariq Hill, for most part, it, it was no problem um, going early and often to Kelsey and making Kelsey hurt him, and uh, you know using him to the you know to, to take advantage of what the Raiders were doing on defense. Very quickly from Ian Rappaport, the Chiefs are bringing in free agent running back C.J. Anderson. We already told you that, but and old friend Sharkandrick West for visits on Monday. Sources say expect them to sign one of them. Obvious. Need with Kareem Hunt being waived unceremoniously. So, Sharkandrick West in the mix. Sharknado coming back. Maybe. Bring, bringing him back in. All right. Uh, we'll get more calls up here. 576-7610. Aaron in KC. What's up, Aaron? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Got uh, it. I'm a mailman out here making sure you guys are getting all your Amazon packages delivered. So, I just uh, I was only able to listen to the game uh, over the radio. but uh, Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, my question is, uh, what did you guys think about Tyreek Hill? I mean, he, from what I heard, I, he had some big drops, you know, um, and that's unlike him. So I uh, just want to hear you guys talk a little bit more about Tyreek Hill and see if you think his head was in the wrong place or, or what. I think possible for this game. And, again, you don't know how these players – I mean, you, you forget. These guys are players on your fantasy team, but they're humans as well. They're dealing with this. Uh, not only losing a teammate, but a player, and, and you'll, you'll you'll hear them a lot of times talking about their brothers. You don't know if that impacted him, and then just simply things happen. It's, this this is an outlier game for Tyree Kill. I don't think it defines him. It seemed like he was trying to catch the ball and look look upfield a little bit quicker than probably he would have liked, and maybe that led to some of the drops. Uh, I wouldn't say that this is going to turn into a trend by any means. Sean, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I mean. Tariq is one of those guys where I think uh, he has such a close network of friends. Um, him and, and 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 Hunt coming in just a year, you know, year apart. Or uh, I'm sure they had a bond that was closer than most, um, and, and it was probably something that affected him and his personal. You know, you know, you got only a, a few guys in your close network uh, losing one of those guys and not being able to, 
you know, break bread with them on a daily basis anymore. It, it does affect you a little differently now. Uh, but Tyreek, in the same breath, he's a professional. He goes out. Uh, you know you know how hard he worked on his hands during the offseason. Um, after every miss, you know, he was beating himself up. So I, I, I can t- totally tell you that he will be one of his hardest critics on those drops. He's going to. He's going to attack this week and this and uh, preparing for the Raiders game. Um, kind of going back to the basics. Uh, make sure he looks the ball in. Make sure he finishes on all the um, on, on all his receptions. And then also, you know, getting with Pat and saying, "Hey, you know, where do we miss wrong on the on the long balls?" Because one time he, he kind of you know drifted to the wrong way. Pat threw him to the right. He drifted to the left, and it made a catch a little bit harder than it needed to be. Um, you know, a couple times he was underthrown. So just kind of get on the same page. And, um, and, you know, go back to making those catches they were they were in the first uh, 12 weeks. I know we said it earlier, quick point, he only had three drops coming into this game all season. So, to me, again, it just seems like an off game for him. Coming up on the other side, more your phone calls. Lines open 576-7610. Text in at 69306. Justin in Topeka, your leadoff hitter coming up on the other side. Also, uh can hear from Andy Reid. He was asked about life after Kareem Hunt running the football this win and a stat that might really blow your mind about Patrick Mahomes Next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big time players make big time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Mahomes. End zone. Touchdown. Mahomes to Conley. And the Chiefs with an exclamation point. That was touchdown pass 41 on the season for Patrick Mahomes. You heard the call. Thanks to CBS for the play-by-play. Sean Barr repeats Winnie Mike Wicket. Touchdown pass 41 for Patrick Mahomes. That is in 12 games. Last season in college, after 12 games, 41 touchdown passes. How about that for an eerie stat? It just shows that what he did in college translated to the NFL. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of people because it was that air raid style Texas Tech offense that were, were scared about that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you don't expect it to translate exactly, but, you know, it, it, it certainly is a good sign for what you want for the future. Yeah, this is a stat that's over Twitter now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes last season in college, 41 touchdowns in 12 games. Patrick Mahomes' first season in the NFL, 41 touchdowns in 12 games. Wow. How about that for a number? I will hear from Andy Reid here in just a sec. want to get Justin up, who's been hanging on in Topeka. What's up, Justin? Thanks for calling. Oh, no problem. Thanks for taking my call. Got it. Uh, I just my caller before kind of stole it. I was going to talk about Tyreek Kill, so I'll just kind of leave you with the comment. Um, that block point by Bucker, I just feel like Cream Hump probably would have made that. All that time to have your call dropped and dumped by our delay. Great, good for you. Five seven six seven six ten. Phone lines are open. Chiefs win forty thirty three. You're in a good mood tonight after that win. Call us and tell us why. Or if you're not, after a win like that, over your hate the hated rivals, the the Oakland Raiders. Give us a call, 576-7610. Had some off-the-field kind of stuff happen or sideline stuff. Barbara, you played in a couple of games against the Oakland Raiders. What's the hate like? It's it's intense, man. You know, uh, after each snap, you know, you you do a little pushing and shoving on the sideline. We saw, you know, a couple guys get going after it a little bit. Uh, The referee had to, you know, hey, you know, offset penalties on both sides and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, both 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 franchises realize a lot of history was between the Raiders and the Chiefs. Um, both coaches have a lot of history amongst each other. So, I mean, everybody just playing through the whistle. Um, sometimes you take a little bit of a uh, you take a little personal things. The guys blocking you a little bit extra. So one time, 
uh, Houston getting, uh, you know, kind of taking over the pile and office linemen kind of give him a couple extra jabs as they were going to the ground. He didn't appreciate it. There was a good one um, with uh, with Jared Cook on the sideline early. <laughs> that was a real good one. Yeah, Jared Cook and Murray. And, and Murray were going at it a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that, it, that, that was the nature of the game. You know it was going to be a chippy game. Um, but all in all, like, you know, the, the better team won. Um, and even though it was, you know, it was a game one on the road, so you just you just take the win and all the chippiness, you just bottle it up and say, all right, we're we gonna see you back at Arrowhead in a few more weeks, so we can finish this, con- you know, finish this little scrummel, this, this skirmish, little skirmish later on back <laughs> at Arrowhead. Fourteen carries, forty-seven yards for running back Spencer. Where uh, head coach Andy Reid was asked about Kareem Hunt and the running game. Here's Coach Reid after the win about Kareem. So I'm gonna kind of help you. Uh, Forget about those questions real quick. So, um, listen, we, we made the decision that we made. Uh, we put out a statement to explain that situation. And, um, and as we've done uh, in the past, when things come up, that's, that's where we go. We, uh, we handle it um, within, and we handle it uh, with the person that has been affected. So we've done all of those things. Um, and and uh, and then I'll just I'll leave it with you um, with that. But I I don't want to get away or anything to distract um, from how tough a place this is to play. The guys, my my locker room leadership, overcoming um, the situation that we had there, which can be a distraction, uh, handled it the right way, and um, and stepped up today in a place that we haven't always. Uh, come out with this this kind of a result. So I'm proud of the guys and the locker room and the coaches for doing that. So with that, uh, time's yours. <laughs> was it a difficult decision to, to let go? Yeah, so listen, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna, I answer yours, and I have to answer everybody. I think you guys know me well enough to know um, that, that those kind of things are, not, are not, never easy. So I, yes, but, but let's let's move on and, and hit. A little bit of the Raiders uh, Chiefs, which is phenomenal rivalry here. Yeah, so listen, we came out with over 100 yards rushing. Uh, we kind of did it by committee with the quarterback involved with that also. Um, and the covers that they, some of the coverages they were playing allowed us to, to do that. So uh, with the quarterback, and uh, which ends up being important when you talk about the overall uh, run game down the road. So I, it was great to get Spencer back in there and working. On, on more of a full-time basis as opposed to being a relief pitcher or a third down player. So, um, uh, you know, and then Williams, he steps in and he does a nice, he had a couple nice runs to Damian Williams. So it was good good for him. And then obviously Kels, uh, not not necessarily running the football, but uh, catching the football. He and Patrick uh, had, had something going today that was special and, um, and did a real nice job with that. Andy Reid after the win. Um, I'm going to just, say this with all due respect to head coach Andy Reid. I will give him a pass for not wanting to talk about Kareem Hunt tonight. But when do you guys meet with Andy Reid next? When does the media go down to Arrowhead and listen to, to Andy? It's my I mean on 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 road games what is the protocol is do a conference call with the media Andy will on noon the next day. But then his next press conference to start the next week is on Wednesday. Andy Reid needs to answer questions about Kareem Hunt. Andy Reid has more say in personnel than most head football coaches. Andy Reid cannot duck questions, and and maybe not duck. Andy Reid cannot stonewall questions from the media about a video surfacing of his running back 
in a physical altercation with the woman, that same running back lying to the organization, and that same running back being released by the organization. Wow. He mean, cannot, and I understand, tonight was just a game, right? and he wants to talk about the game, and that's fine. But when you guys talk to him tomorrow or he has his full press conference later in the week, if he brushes those questions off and says, I'm not answering them, there is zero accountability there on this particular issue. Well, I understand your notion. I've seen this play out before. <laughs> yeah? I only laugh because I know. <laughs> this is how it's going to go. Yeah, tell him how it's going to go. And this Please. is how it goes every time there's a situation like this. Someone asks the first question. He'll kind of answer it, direct back to the statement. If someone continues to pursue, he'll, he could get mad and end the press conference. Like, Oh, sorry to step on your toes, Andy. Your, your, your running back is now not on the team because he got into a fight with a woman and, I am, or lied, whatever not the dis- reason. Mike, I am not disagreeing with you. I'm I just know. telling you who, how it's going to go. Who wants to be the reporter in the room that ruins it for everybody? So that, that's the way it's going to look like, right? Guys, you know how this is going to go. You know, I'm going to give you a little bit of leeway. When it gets tightened up, then it's, I'm, it'll, it'll get shut down. So the, the, answer, ask your questions. You know, feel free to ask your questions. I'm going to call on you. You ask a question. I might answer it. I'm going to give you a warning, and then we'll shut it down. So so ask away. And then you're looking around in the room as a reporter. You got to look at the other guys and say, you know, if you're the first or second guy to go and you keep pushing it and you shut it down for everybody else and then we all walk away with no sound, wh- wh- I mean, you, you are you, like this ain't your first time. This ain't your first rodeo. You know that, you know, they, they made the statement. Then after 10 questions, somebody better get in there and ask things like, did you really not see the video? Did the NFL really not see the video? What did Kareem Hunt say to you? You don't have to Mike, answer everything, but you better darn well Mike, ask it and address it. Mike, the point being is he's just going to point back to the statement. And if you're the reporter who gets him angry, then you won't get sound in the future. That's just how he operates. There was a situation That's that had crap. Eric Berry, D. Ford, and Justin Houston not attending OTAs. Again, way less serious. But... I think it was I think it was two years ago now, if I'm remembering correctly. Two years ago, um, these guys were were not showing up to OTAs, which are voluntary. And each day, the media would ask, you know, do you worry about these guys? And the first time, he said, no, it's voluntary. We don't worry about that. We work with who's here. Media kept asking every day, and he really freaked out. He said, if you, you know, you continue to to ask these questions, yeah, we're going to shut down OTAs, and we only have to allow you out uh, allow you out here once a week. Guess what? This year we were allowed out there once a week. See, let's go figure out which one of the guys pushed the questions because he ruined it for everybody. Don't ruin it for everybody, man. I mean, don't ruin it for everybody because you're asking a question that you're not going to get any answer of any any sort of substance or meaning anyway. Like what you're, the, the answer you're searching for, if you think that Andy is like so like uh, 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 un, unrehearsed or unprepared. That he's about to give you something, some kind of fodder, some kind of fire, some kind of like meaty, juicy bone kind of response. You're not gonna get it. So he's trying to save everybody the like 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 I value your time, you value his time. We can get we can get a lot of things going about the Ravens. But if you want to dip back on on the past and what happened with us releasing Hunt, if you don't understand the presser, you don't understand the release, then you need to re- 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 reread it. But only thing's you're going to waste everybody and, else's time. Not to say that it's right either. I'm just telling you how it's going to go. And the only answer you'll get is pointing back to the statement and reiteration of the statement. And that's it. If the entire media treats it that way, that's and, – and I 
I'm not a guns blazing kind of guy. But <laughs> you want to come with me on Wednesday? But that yeah. tr- that truly is. Uh, I mean, it's cowardly almost that the captain of the ship is not going to answer questions about a video that led to the dismissal of one of the best running backs in the National Football League from your team when you're about to contend for a Super Bowl. I mean, I, if I'm a fan, I'm mad because I want answers about this. Do, do, I, mean, I totally understand. Uh, I, I, I know what you're saying, Pete, and I, I get it, but that's crap. If you're a Chiefs fan, you should be mad about that. I don't think you should be. If you're a Chiefs fan, I would say don't be mad about it because it has nothing to do with the rest of the season. It has nothing to do with getting prepared for the Ravens, and that's what you really want Andy Reid to do, right? If they don't win the Super Bowl, if Spencer Ware comes up one yard short of the of the goal line in the Super Bowl, a la what happened to the Titans and Rams in a run that you can say, well, Kareem Hunt would have done that. <laughs> a long time hey, I'm an old school guy. I know, I know. But, if, but if, if he comes up one yard short, guess what? You can question, well, maybe they shouldn't have dismissed him because it would have gained one more yard. Monday, week 14, you want Andy Reid to answer a question that has to do with something that happened four, uh, four or five days ago, or do you want him to answer questions about how the team is preparing for the Ravens? I would like, personally? Yeah, which one Which one is more important to you? Which um, one is a priority to you? I know what Andy Reid's going to say no, about asking, the Ravens. To me, priority is Kareem Hunt. Okay. Pre- so, so that means if, if they lose the game to the Ravens, you, you're okay with saying the no. reason you lost to the Ravens because we were more concerned with Kareem Hunt. Do you want me to write you Andy Reid's th- thoughts? Oh, they got a great quarterback, that Lamar Jackson kid. He's real dynamic. He can throw, and he does stuff with his legs. We have to put pressure on him. Anybody can write those statements. I, it's the same. Co- co- you know this, Barber. Pete, then why, coaches, you, coaches then why, then why do people keep asking? If, if everybody know what Andy Reid's going to say, preparing for the other team is a great, you know, hey, they're a great 110%. team. So if you know all that, then why do they keep asking them the same questions every week? Because it's your job to do it? I, I find it I, – I think it's because the media believes, you know, you're representing the fan, and the fan base is wondering what Andy Reid says. I just – knowing, you know, as a media member and be, being in a position to ask him questions – I understand where you both are coming from. He should answer more questions about it, and he should be open to answering questions about it. I don't know if you want to call it cowardly, but it, it's wrong. For sure it's wrong. And then on your side of it, where the way I look at it is if I'm the one that's continuing to push this, push this, push this, and a, and a, and a, and a press conference gets closed, and you know the media looks at me, then I, you know, in a, in a way I'm the bad guy. And in the grand scheme of things, covering Andy Reid for the past five years, you ain't getting anything anyway. And so to me it's like, <laughs> why? Why bother? Then why even talk? At that point. Then why even talk to the media? You got Andy Reid going against one of his former assistant coaches, the Harbaugh. John Harbaugh was the special team coach when I was the Eagles. Oh, I love John. John's a great guy. He's great to have on his staff. Real good football mind. There. There's your quote. I, you know, see, you, you underestimate the, uh, the, the, the humor that Coach Reid has sometimes. If you, if you listen long enough and you, and you give him a chance, you'll, you'll find the little, the little nuggets of, of humor he he, you know, and P, you got to admit, right? Andy will give you a little, a little humor point here and there. He'll give sure, he give, he give you some if you. you on know, you on occasion, the, and the thing that I find with him, and I, I, I know that there's certainly some people on the station that would disagree with it. Is he, is he tries his absolute best to tell you the truth? There are times when you know, if he doesn't really want to give you the clear picture of what's happening, he, he, he'd rather not answer the question, and that's what you'll get instead. So I appreciate that too. I'm just telling you how it is, though. I, you're the middleman. Between you're the, no, you are between the head coach 
and a guy like Neil in Lone Jack who right. is on hold. Now, You're I, under, the I understand. That's what the media's job is. Let's ask Neil. When Neil comes on, we're going to ask right, him what question Neil. do you want us to ask Andy <laughs> Reid? Neil's been on hold for like 12 minutes. We'll Thank be you, yelling Neil. About Thank this. you for waiting, Neil. Neil, uh, thanks for calling, man. What's on your mind? Um, yeah, I think we I think we should ask Andy Reid when he knew. I, I, I want to know for I want to know when he knew about this. I, tell you, I mean, from from a from a, from a family and life perspective, I'm in a great mood today. On that, oh, Neil, you can't use those words. On I don't here. think he intended to do. No, that. No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Sorry, man. First night of Hanukkah, you dropped that word yeah, on the radio. Well, we can, let's validate him wanting to know. Uh, when Andy Reid known. Yes. Right? See, my man Has, Neil, I'm a man of the people, Barber. Do we already have a statement that says when Andy Reid know? Not a statement, but there are articles out there that say the Chiefs never had seen the video. That's courtesy of Nate Taylor in The Athletic on Friday. You believe, and I don't know if I believe that. Whether you believe somebody or not, that's a whole different, you know, and then that becomes a question of the man's integrity. So, like, when you, when you, when you, when you go up to Andy and want to ask him something he's already stated or – They've already released a statement. And then you say, well, why are you asking me this? Because if you ask me this because you don't believe me, then in a way you're calling me dishonest. And and so why do you even want to beat down that drum? Why do you want to be – why do you want to take that stance against somebody that has shown to be a man of integrity? That's what I don't understand. Because if the organization put out a statement that's a lie and the organization was trying to hope, was praying to God, that that tape never made its way out. I want to know, as a Chiefs fan, that I spend my thousands of dollars on tickets, that my son buys jerseys of, of those players, and I have to explain to him why. I want to know if that's the truth. In, 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 so that you can do what with it? So I can make my determination of how I feel about this organization. So I can, oh. uh, so I can make my, as a fan... <laughs> Whether or not I'm going to buy season tickets again. Whether I'm going to go buy more Chiefs gear. Oh, okay. So whether the organization knew or not, or whether they've seen the video or not, that that determines where people are going to continue to support the Chiefs or not. If this is a lie, if they knew about it, if they knew about the video that shows their running back shoving and kicking a woman, if the Chiefs knew about that and swept it under the rug and prayed it never made its way to TMZ or 610 Sports Radio, if if that's the case, then I really, as a fan, would have to be able to look my daughter in the eye and say, let's go to a Chiefs game? Well, I'm, not, I'm going to take the statement from the organization. What it's, and the statement from the organization seems to say that they, didn't, they had not seen the video before it was released. The statement from the organization is also they like I compl- they, go I, mean, ahead. I just completely agree with I I do. I, I, he should answer questions. The organization should answer questions. This is the type of situation where Clark Hunt should probably be speaking to the media or Mark Donovan the president. Will they? No. You're going to get Andy Reid and he's going to say that to, he's going to point you to the statement and he's say I'm not going to take any more questions on this. I'll talk to you about the Ravens. And that's what you're going to get. And I don't know if there's NFL rules that demand him to talk in situations like this, but I don't think there are. And if you're going to get nothing anyway, as a reporter, you don't want to be that guy in the room. So, just being honest. Maybe we'll you. get lucky and yeah. an investigative reporter from Yahoo will show up. <laughs> but I have to be there on Thursday and Friday too. And you I know, know what I mean? I understand, and I, I and I know I get where where both of you are coming from. But I just want I know it's weird to know to want or it's weird to want to know the truth. And that organization, I would want to be able to ask the head coach and the general manager and the team owner. When did you know? When did you see it? What was it like? And a, at a, a, a 
40-word statement to me isn't enough. As a fan, it's not enough. 576-7610. Do you agree with me or do you agree with Barber? <laughs> would that you would rather hear Andy Reid give you full breakdown on the Ravens like they got a good kid at quarterback. 576-7610. Robin Leavenworth, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, gentlemen. So here's the deal. So the NFL, headed by Roger Goodell, uh, has lost touch with all reality. So I, I do investigations for the military, for mundane things, to somewhat serious things. And here's here, in my opinion, is what's happening. He is so far removed from reality that they hire, they probably like, oh, we hire the best. We hire former law enforcement agents, these heads of this, that, and the other. And these individuals that the NFL, I believe, that are bringing in uh, have done uh, law enforcement or been involved in law enforcement in some manner, way, shape, or form at such a high level. Their first reaction at legalism is to say, oh, nope, nope, can't do that. Nope, if we ask her, then that's viewed as harassment. Or we do this. Hey, you need to get somebody who's got some common sense, pay them a whole lot less money, you know, with some expenses and a little bit of travel, who's got some uh, ability to go ask questions. We understand you cannot compel testimony. We got that. But the people that are in the NFL security division, the individuals that I believe, and again, my opinion, that are hired uh, are too busy telling Roger that, nope, we've done all we could, but you read Mueller's report, Robert Mueller's report, he said flat out, hey, the NFL didn't do anything wrong going back to the Ray Rice situation, but they didn't go as far as they could. You know what that was? Hey, uh, in this case with Kareem Hunt, Hey, let's let's go find this lady, and you know, we've left messages. What's that, a voicemail? Do you know you have the right number? Hey, go physically face-to-face and say, hey, can we talk to you? And I guarantee you, when, they, when, they, when people have been asked, nobody's going to say, oh, we've left messages. I've been in the government bureaucracy, and, and I'm just— So, Rob, what I, you're saying I'm, is you want to see it go further. Absolutely. Mueller was head-on, and we haven't done anything. I think that was an ESPN thing they were talking about that this morning. And, you know, the NFL is caught up so much and so caught up in their own legalism, and they believe the people that they hire and employ, hey, look at the people you have on your roles and actually get people that have actually, uh, you know, who are motivated, that have done the job, that will go out and go that extra step because they're not. Thank you for your phone call, Rob. Appreciate it. Five seven six seven six ten. Let's go to Lenny in Kansas City. Hi, Lenny. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. What's up? Good. Nothing. I just wanted to make a little comment on Andy Reid and uh, what you guys were talking about. Um, I just followed in on the station right now. So um, the thing that I don't understand is that they were going to get rid of Cream Hunt for uh, lying, but there's a lot of fabrication in all the people that are talking for the Chiefs too. You know, like the Eric Berg thing or when Andy Reid doesn't want to admit when Bob Sutton sucks and stuff like that. So shouldn't they all be fired too? We're jumping from one situation so, to a so, completely different one. So, so because I question the statement from the Chiefs, does that mean I think Bob Sutton should be fired? Because I wonder if Andy, Andy Reid really believes that Bob Sutton is good. Did I get that right? Is that, <laughs> I mean. One situation is, is completely different because it involves real life. Another situation is football. Uh, Andy Reid is never going to say that his current defensive coordinator sucks on a microphone. 
I think no one's going to say that. I think that's obvious. Behind the scenes, he may say, "Hey, Bob, we got to get this together." Or and however how, how he speaks, but the creed of Andy Reid, and this is why players love playing for him and coaches love coaching for him, is that and you see it after losses. You haven't seen a Chiefs loss twice this year. He takes it full blame. He may think Spencer Ware sucked today. He may think Eric Murray sucked today. You're right about he's that. He's never going to blame it. He, on, on, he says, I need to be better. It starts with me. The coaching staff needs to be better, and we need to be better as a team. And that's why he will never single out anyone in the media. And, again, that's why these players and this coaching staff love to, love to play and coach for him. I concur. I concur. I second that emotion. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, when you've seen this team lose, Andy doesn't call anybody out. You know, he takes the absolute blame for it. You're never going to hear him go that way. Lenny, thank you for your phone call, man. Appreciate it. Let, we'll get Karen up coming up after the break. 576-7610. You can also text into 69306. How much do you want the media, like Pete, who's going to be down at Arrowhead every day, sleeping in front of Andy <laughs> Reid's office this week? That's me. How much do you want the media to com- continue to investigate Kareem Hunt? Or is it overdone with it's Ravens week? It's Ravens week. Barbara says it's Ravens week. I want Pete. We're telling Pete what to do this week. Vote Pete. Hashtag vote what Pete wants to do. What, what Pete will do. <laughs> Pick Pete's job. Five seven six seven six ten. Ice cream parlor. I always wanted to try to be an ice cream, <laughs> sir. <laughs> we want to hear from you next. The Seventh Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Big time players make big time plays. Six ten Sports Radio. What if I told you there was a website that was a one-stop shop for all of your Kansas City Chiefs news? What if I told you that site provided headlines, two-minute updates, film reviews, hot takes, Chiefs videos, and more? What if I told you there was no Chiefs website on the planet that updated their site more often? All Chiefs all the time. ArrowheadPride.com. Your exclusive home for the Arrowhead Pride tailgate and the Arrowhead Pride halftime and post-game shows. 610 Sports Radio. KCSP, Kansas City, KRBZ, HD to Kansas City. A Radio.com station. Arrowheadpride.com, editor-in-chief Pete Sweeney, former chief linebacker Sean Barber in studio here on the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride post-game show. Mike Wickett here as well. Chiefs over the Raiders, 40-33. You can jump in on the game. We're also having that conversation for the next 20 minutes or so because we all got to get out of here in about 20 minutes, so feel free to jump in. Uh, We're discussing Kareem Hunt and whether or not... Caller's caller's choice. Caller's choice and what Pete the media guy does. (laughs) Media Pete. Media Pete. Can I help the callers out a little bit? Uh Oh, here we go. No, I'm just saying, for the sake of the players that are actually on the practice field, we would like to think our head coach is focused on the next opponent rather than somebody who's not part of the team anymore. So even if you do want to be a little nosy and say that you, you deserve to know, I'm not saying you don't deserve to know, what really transpired, there is a 0.0% chance of you ever really finding it out. And if you can read the statement and take it for what it's worth. I don't believe that. And make your own conclusion up and go forth with it. But as a player, I would love to believe that the fan base would love to for us to be prepared to play the game and not worry about digging up uh, he said, she said, when did this go down? Who knew about it? Who didn't know about it? Because that actually has nothing to do with us trying to go beat the, the Ravens. I don't, believe there's, I don't believe there's a 0.0% chance we can find out. I believe that there is a 0.0% chance that Andy is going to tell us. And there are other ways to find out besides just talking to the man who's the head coach. 
Well, I would suggest y'all find that other way then. Do you ever, <laughs> ever see the movie Harriet the Spy? Came no. out years and years. Well, it was a movie that came out when I was a kid, and I thought it was the coolest thing. I got a uh, kit, so I'm gonna have. My mom shipped that to me as soon as we get off the air. Are you going to walk around with a magnifying and glass? And the spy sleuth around is going to get down to the bottom of this hunt mystery. Let's go to Karen at Overland Park. Karen, thanks for hanging. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hello? Hi, Karen. You're on the radio. Oh, my gosh. This is fantastic. I love <laughs> you guys. I listen to you all the time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Welcome. Um, first things first. There's so many there's so many stories going around on the internet about what actually happened. I agree with Pete. Move on. If you work in corporate America, your best friend gets fired. You still got to do your job. So move forward. However, as a huge Chiefs fan, I am so mad because the Chiefs were told to stop investigating it. Um, he lied to them about what actually happened. And it looks a lot like there were a lot of people out of control on that video. He's a young man. But like I told the gentleman that answered my phone call in the first place, and to make my very brief point, because I know you guys are busy. You're fine. Um, it's family, and you take care of family. And what they should have done is embraced it and said, you've got something going on, and let's take care of it and help you out. Now... He's off to some other team because you know someone else is going to pick him up. And, and that, as a Chiefs fan and a bleed red fan for the for 40 years of my life, it's just disappointing. Hey, Karen, real quick, let me ask you. Longtime Chiefs fan, and I, mm-hmm. I, I just want you know a brief answer on, on two quick questions because I can hear the pain when it comes to talking about Kareem Hunt. How did you feel when you found out about Tyreek Hill and the draft, the drafting of Tyreek Hill? I actually didn't know that that was that that was even a story. Fair to enough. be honest with you, okay. I didn't know. I mean, I follow this stuff because I I love reading sports news and I love listening to sports radio, but I actually didn't know. Um, and when you found out that that he did what he did while he was in college, did that change your mind on Tyreek Hill? I'll tell you why it does not, because I've had friends that have been in the NFL. And now I'm not saying they're my besties and they know who I am, but I know of them. They're good people. They made stupid, stupid mistakes. Sure. And um, did I agree? Did I did I cheer them on? No. I thought they were jerks. So, but they, you know, they came back and they did the right thing and they were given a second chance. And that's sort of where I'm going with, with Kareem because I think the kid needs, he's young man and he's, a jerk, and the, somebody give him a chance, you know? Just, you you take the one in your family that's got an issue, and you embrace them, and you love on them, and you, and you say that was wrong, and you fix it. And, you don't just say, hey, there's your bank, there's the door. And, and real quick, Karen, the other one, uh, when Marcus Peters took a knee, did that bother you enough to get rid of Marcus Peters? No, no. Okay, fair, fair enough. And I, I want to get on to some others because, to me, that's the pattern that they're trying to break, this 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 behavior that looks bad in the public eye. I'm not comparing what Tyreek Hill did as a 19-year-old to what Kareem Hunt did this year to Marcus Peters. I mean, taking Marcus Peters is no comparison. I, I, under, I understand that, but it's yeah. under a cloud of scrutiny from fans. I understand, but the, Marcus Peters is so far away from Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt. I don't even think 
I don't even think it necessarily needs to be brought up in this particular situation in my mind. This young lady is my favorite caller, just in case anybody wanted to know. My favorite caller. <laughs> Ever? You're, you know what's funny? Right now, you Karen, are my favorite caller. Karen, if you would have called two hours ago, he would have given you football tickets. He would have given you tickets to the... This uh, guy's got tickets to... Where you got tickets thir- to? You got Thursday nighters for the last lady that Get loved you. Pockets what the- <laughs> hey, Karen, hey, Karen, you leave your number with Chris. She's gone. <laughs> she She's gone. gone. Uh, She'll never be back. My favorite fan. Rodney. Rodney. What's up, Rodney? You're on 610 Sports Radio. What's going on, fellas? Yo. Hello, Rodney. Yeah. I want to say this real quick. Barbara's 100% right. Kareem Hunt's never coming back to the Chiefs. It, 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 it's, it's over. You know, I mean, what, what, what we, we, I don't care. what, what He lied to the Chiefs. There's nothing more to say. You're, you're more mad about the lying, or are you mad about what you saw in the video? The video, the, the, the video just told us what, what all we what we didn't want to see, but it just it just uh, made made it true. You know that that he punched a woman and it was over. Okay, after we saw after we saw that, we knew what was going to happen afterwards. You know, but I'm ready to get ready for the Ravens. There you go. There's your guy. You want to give him tickets to their barber? That's my guy. Rod- Rodney's your guy. <laughs> that's two good calls for you in a that's, row. Sean. That's my guy. I mean, I think we get the, we get the true, you know, the, the, the true Chiefs kingdom fans that really hey, understand. Just because Neil and Lone Jack swore and I had to dump him doesn't mean he's not a true Chiefs fan. Well, he didn't understand the rules of the radio. <laughs> Patrick, you're next up. What's up, Patrick? Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. All right. So, do you think if Kareem Hunt told the Chiefs the truth in February – do you think he'd still be on the team? Let's go around the room and ask real quick. Pete, do you think he'd still be a chief if we, if we knew about this in February? The full the full, the thing? full thing. 100%. Barber, do you think he'd be a, a, a chief still today? 110%. I agree with you. I think he's still on the Chiefs. All right. And how do you guys feel <laughs> about the Chiefs in the playoffs? Now, if, if they had a better running back. No. Uh, wow. I mean, <laughs> who invited this guy? 10 and 2. Uh, we're going to find out. They got to get where ready. They got to get uh, they got to get Eric Berry back and, and see what they can do. They're close to being a Super Bowl contender. They have now four games left to figure out the kinks. All winnable. Get Eric Berry back in the mix. Get, you know, your, your new running back by committee situated. Uh, shore up some of these problems on defense. You hope that Barry can can solve a lot of those. Got to clean up the penalties a little bit, things that are shooting yourself in the foot, and then hopefully you have a bye. If along the way you can can string together some wins, you still control that. You control your own destiny, even though you have two losses. And uh, then hopefully also too, you have it wrapped up by week seventeen, so we could finally see Chad Henney, baby, Henney given Sunday. Against the Raiders, week 17. They better get Barry back because they got nobody who can cover Gronk if Gronk even makes it to the postseason with his health. Gronk may have a walker by then. <laughs> Still better than 90% of the tight he's ends. He's the same in the age as Travis Kelsey, and he's just so injury prone. He is, uh, he is a 55-year-old man wrapped up in that body. It's unbelievable. Patrick, thanks, man. Jordan, you're next up. What's up, Jordan? Oh, hey, yes. Um, so it is true that the Oakland Raiders give up some of the most sacks in the NFL. Is that correct? Give up the most sacks in the NFL? I, well, I, no, give up, well, they give up. They're one of the teams that give up the most sacks. Uh, I can look that up for you. Yes, go ahead. Well, while I look that up, I uh, go ahead with your point. Okay, well, then what is our major malfunction? What is it going to take for us to put a five-man line on? Mr. Uh, Barber? I mean, you just you just make a call. We just go out front, and put five guys on the line. I mean, to put five guys on line, you got to take one out of the secondary, which we don't need. So we I don't mean, need it's, to it's, see that it's right always now. a little give and take. So if you want to get more immediate pressure, 
then you gotta you know you gotta you gotta give up some some underneath coverage or some over the top help. So right now it just seems like they're more comfortable with the uh, the four man rush trying to you know get, get, have seven in the secondary to try to cover. So you know you just gotta pick your poison. You want to try to get the quarterback to release it earlier, or do you you know you want more help on the back end? Oakland's allowed thirty six sacks this year. That is fifth worst in the National Football League. Dallas, Tennessee, the Giants, Houston are worse. Green Bay is tied with Oakland for the most sacks given up. So, I, I, I mean, they got a couple of them today. They, they got to, you know, some. they had a couple of strip sacks in there. They, they, they got to, to Carr. It seems, and I'm not saying that the defense looked at all good today, but it seems like the type of team in the playoffs, you, you, know, you watch the playoffs sometimes from afar, especially in these late rounds if you're a Chiefs fan, unfortunately, if you, if you enjoy watching the Kansas City Chiefs late in the playoffs, but they seem like a defense that could come up with a timely turnover. You know, if something, and I understand it. It has to be a fumble because it's not going to be a pick. <laughs> okay. I, I, they're not a great defense, but they seem to have a knack, at least recently, for getting turnovers, getting the ball out of the hands of the other team, and that's going to be important in the postseason. Thanks for the phone call, Jordan. Appreciate it. Again, they had three sacks today on car. Uh, let's go to Tim in Kansas City. Tim, thanks for calling. You're welcome. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great, man. What's up? Loving life. Good. First, just a couple quick points. If if uh, Hunt wouldn't have lied, he would still have his job. Agreed. Any place I've ever worked that you lie to your employers, you know, you're going to probably <laughs> get fired, <laughs> bottom line. Um, and, you know, I think there might – I'm not going to say there was a cover-up, but I think the Chiefs front office, they knew a little bit more about this all along. They were just trying to hide it under the rug, so to speak. And see what happened, and of course we all see what happened. See, I agree with Tim. My, I, I I think there is some some rug sweeping going I on. Here. I don't necessarily agree with Tim, but I don't think it's you should completely throw it out the window. What I think happened between the NFL and the Chiefs, I think the NFL said we got this investigation. We'll get to the bottom of it, at least based upon the reports that have come out. And whether the Chiefs or NFL were investigating it, they decided themselves not to take it far enough. And so it's one of those things like, you know, you have your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever like that. There's white lies. It's almost like that where they didn't they, they didn't go in. And, you know, you, you're, you know, your wife or girlfriend may get mad at this. So maybe you just don't share that part of your day. And not that you did anything wrong. But guess what? It's probably not going to go over well. You want to have a peaceful night. So you're not going to tell them. That's what the NFL feels like in this situation. They didn't want to find it. So they didn't look for it. That's what it comes off of to me. You can jump in. You want to be last call? You can. 576-7610. 576-7610. Last call brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirit Superstore with their newest location now open just west of Liberty at 152 and Flintlock next to the Best Buy. Let's go inside that Chiefs locker room. Wide receiver Chris Conley was asked about Kareem Hunt. You know, it was a little bit of shock, you know, with the things going on. It came at us pretty fast here. Uh, but, you know, life moves fast, and it doesn't wait for anybody. You know, I've reached out to him uh, and hoping that he gets the help that he needs and that he can grow as a man uh, and really the focus is on Kareem as a person, not the football player right now. Also, Chris Connolly said that uh, Kareem was his buddy. For me, uh, obviously, Kareem being a friend of mine, uh, I think the, the impact is just that, knowing Kareem as a person. I didn't think about football or how it would have an impact on this locker room or on our season at all because, uh, obviously, this is secondary in life. Life is first. You know, he has some things that he needs to learn, uh, some time that he needs to take, reflection. Uh, and, you know, I think he's going to do that. And hopefully he has those people around him in that circle who are going to help him through that. That's future inspirational speaker slash color commentator in 20 years, Chris Conley. <laughs> 
Guy had some big plays today, late. Guy had some big plays late in the ballgame today. I like Chris Conley. Me and Kent have this disagreement. Of course, I don't think he's as talented as Sammy Watkins, but I think he's serviceable, and you maybe Chiefs maybe could have saved that money, but we don't have to go down that rabbit hole right now. We got four and a half minutes left. You yeah. want to bring up no. Sammy Watkins' contract. It's not the time. It's not the time. <laughs> it's not the time. Again, what he said, life. Life is important. The man's going to grow. These are the things that we, we need to, you know, that maybe, maybe that need to be the uh, question to Andy is not about Hunt as far as him being part of the team, but – in what ways will the Kansas City Chiefs continue to try to support Hunt as far as him growing as a man? Those kind of questions might actually lead to getting some 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 type of fruitful response from Andy because he, he cares about him as a person as opposed to wanting a, a football question. I'm telling you, whether you agree with it or not, you can have your own opinion. This thing's going to be a time thing. I guarantee you, it may not be the beginning of the next season, you're going to see him in another uniform. It's just it's the way that life goes. You know, He didn't kill anybody. For what it's worth, we saw in the NFL sometimes it doesn't matter anyway, uh, even that. Um, but it's just it's just it is what it is. Whether you agree with it or not, he'll be back in the league next year. I think he may sit out six games next year. Right. If the league finds there to be a problem with this incident and the incident that happened at Putin Bay where he got drunk and punched a could guy, could be eight to ten. It could be eight to ten. But eight. he'll be back in the league next year. I, I think he'll be back in the league. I agree with you there. But he's not just gonna he if they find wrongdoing in both by Kareem. He's not just going to sit out, you know, six games because of the one incident. It could be extended. It could be after Thanksgiving till he till he plays in the National Football League. hundred percent. All I'm saying is he'll play it down for a team in the regular season of the twenty nineteen season. I have no doubt in my mind. I think it's you know, everybody's gonna guess where he winds up. There are there are jokes. Uh, you know, he's the next Redskins running back. He could fit perfect in Cincinnati. I mean, he'll look perfect in Patriots red, white, and blue, won't he? He's going to go to the best situation for him uh, where it makes sense. And, you know, you hope he has the right people around him. It's obviously a, a troubled young man that needs to kind of put some things together. And you hope that you can go, he'll go and, and learn from this and go to a place where he can thrive. I don't think you ever wish ill will on anyone. Let's go to Aaron, who's dialed us up from Dallas. Aaron, you are last call brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirits. Thanks for calling. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yep. Uh, I want to say, first off, I think. This is a massive cover-up. This is all about money, following money. Patrick Mahomes made Kansas City Chiefs number one team on uh, TV. We got the most primetime games. Kids are growing up with them. They knew about this. There's no way this billion-dollar business and NFL didn't know about it. But the way they're fixing it is the NFL can take the hit while the Chiefs don't. The optics ruined everything. They had to let them go no matter what. That was it. No matter what, they had to let them go. So what they did is they're letting the NFL take the hit. Green's taking his blame. They're setting up the redemption story. He's going to end up somewhere like Pittsburgh or uh, Philadelphia. He's going to end up at a contender, and they're going to work him back in. But there's no way you guys can tell me that they did not have that tape. All right, thanks, guys. Aaron, thank you very much. Aaron was last called, brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirit Superstore with their newest location, now open just west of Liberty at 152 in Flintlock, next to Best Buy. Spencer Ware took over today after, what, how how much? How many practices, how many snaps, how many run-throughs do they actually go through with Spencer as the number one guy? Like, when is the last time they practice before they travel to Oakland? A while ago. I mean, this he'll get back in the mix this week, and it'll, mm -hmm. be, it'll be a different offensive scheme. Be... Somebody on social media was blasting, saying, hey, you know, their running, running game stinks. Did you see where today? Where doesn't practice? He wasn't the number one guy. I mean, that Sean, when you're practicing all week, 
it matters who the one, the, the guy practicing with the ones is, correct? Yeah, and I, I think I was explaining to somebody else that even being the number two, you don't really get more that many reps because the the three and the four guy, the guys doing all the scout team stuff, and even from a conditioning level, it was surprising to me that Spencer's conditioning was up to where it is because the number two guy really, from a conditioning level, you don't even get the scout team conditioning stuff. So you basically just sit on the side, watch the one guy, step through stuff, walk through stuff, and you're, you're kind of just shadow boxing, kind of putting yourself in his shoes, trying to see the cuts the way he would be, knowing that, you know, you'll get, you know, one snap to his four. Uh, he'll run, you know, a whole series, and you'll get one play here and one play there just to give him a, a, a breather and stuff. But you don't really get much. So Friday practice was already over by the time they excused Hunt. So pretty much he got to walk through on Saturday. And guys talk about mental reps all the time, mental reps, the backups, and, and so hard sometimes because you, that's all you get sometimes mm-hmm. if, you're, if, you're, if you're some of these backups. I think about, you know, I can't compare myself to an NFL football player, but I think about doing this job. If I watched you guys all season and then hopped on the radio, I wouldn't be that good at it. You know, I think it's going to take a week of getting the real reps. And the real Spencer, whereas the number one back, again, you should judge by next week, not this week. I wouldn't even say I would, next week even. Go down the road to that Thursday night game. I'm just saying it'll be different next week because at least the game plan will be built around what he does. Sure. Yeah. That was not sure. the case this week. I think that Thursday night game against the Chargers and then away at Seattle, those two weeks I think are going to be what you see when it comes to the Chiefs playing in the postseason. Those are going to be the Chiefs actually amping it up, uh, playing with the urgency that you'll see in the postseason. And then if they have the opportunity to rest, wind it down for that last game against Oakland, depending on what kind of scenario, playoff scenarios, you might not see any any kind of shell of what we're, what we're really going to do um, come to playoffs. But I think those are the two games that you really should uh, be focused on as far as what kind of Chiefs team you think you're going to see going into the postseason? Here's Spencer Ware after the game talking about his focus. And I should probably hit the right button before I do anything. All right, now. <laughs> like I said, Here, uh, now here's Spencer Ware. Uh, I mean, that's my brother. I mean, it's a t- uh, tough situation. But like I said, um, the men in this circle, the men in the locker room, our organization, Chiefs Kingdom, we got a, we got one goal. That's to win the Super Bowl. So, like I said, we try to stay distraction-free. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have anything else to say about that. That's how you answer it. Bam. There's, you know, there's your answer right and, there. And at the end of the day, we un- we understand that distractions is a choice, right? Like, you, you choose what you want to care about. And so at the end of the day, when we talk about... Champions mindset. Champions mindset. Champions man. mindset. You, it, it, once you make your mind up that you're not going to let somebody be a distraction, then you 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 pretty much got to shut down anything that even is asked about that realm. And so it seems to me like, you know, Spencer Ware just basically said, hey, man, like, like, like nothing y'all say or do is going to make me and Kareem's relationship be any different. And so I need to go ahead and focus on being the number one running back and going making plays, do what I got to do to help the team win. And so if, 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 you know, you can ask questions and not ask questions about what's going on now, later, tomorrow, next week. But uh, come the end of the season, we got Spencer Ware running into the playoffs, baby. Uh, let's go around the room real quick uh, and figure out what we learned today as we do at the end of every postgame show. Pete Sweeney, Patrick, what did you learn today? Patrick Mahomes reaffirmed today just how talented he is. He didn't play a great game. Yet his offense still scored 40 points. Like That is the offense you're dealing with now in Kansas City, and he's 23 years old. If he continues, he's only going to get better, and that's something we forget about Mahomes. He's not his finished product right now. What is the Mahomes going to be in three years from now? I I think Aaron Rodgers are better. I think that's what you're dealing with. And so to me, you should be really happy about that in Kansas City. It wasn't a great win. There's some problems to fix on the defense, but again, not a great day for the offense. 40 points. Think about that. What did you learn today about your Kansas City Chiefs, Sean Barber? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a reaffirm what my man Pete said. Again, on a bad day, if you can hiccup and still score 40, we just now saw what people think is one of the best quarterbacks in history on Monday Night Football hiccup and score 10. 
Yeah, that that ruined my my chances right. in the Arrowhead Pride a, a, fantasy a, a league. 38 <laughs> point <laughs> a so, game, you never had a chance anyway. Yeah, right? A 38 true. point game Saints uh with Alvin Kamara, Thomas, they was unstoppable. And they got dwindled down to 10 points. What time are you on tomorrow with Carrington and Fanning? 3 p.m., 3 to 4 p.m. Listen to the <laughs> Monday uh, morning linebacker in the Monday afternoon. Monday morning linebacker show. Me and Joe Maisie. I always listen when I'm in the Aldi parking lot in Overland Park. For some reason, I always catch you guys. Get us beers for next week. Uh, thanks to uh, Chris for producing, for Pete Sweeney, for Sean Barber. We'll do it again next week. We'll get, re- get you ready at 10 a.m. for the Chiefs and the Ravens. Uh, Chiefs win 40-33. For these guys, I'm Mike Wickett. Good night. This has been the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, Seems smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.